0: Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo.
1: Good morning, amigo. Hey, wait a minute. That sounded much better than the other. Can you do that one again, please? Good morning, amigo. Good morning, sunshine, and welcome back. <laughs> oh, this day I knew it would come. I knew it would come. It's Freaky Friday. Everybody, it's time to let loose. Everybody said, wait, "Wait, wait, The pandemic, the COVID—let loose and enjoy yourself. The weekend is upon us, and you're listening to the show that knows weekends better than anyone. That's Good Morning Amigo, right here on Sirius XM 145, One and Only Slam Radio. Be with you till 11 o'clock. Got a lot of good stuff coming at you today. I think there's a mix somewhere in here. Um, I think the mix today will only be about 30 minutes. I want." Sunday fun day is the one I want you to play. I want everybody here Sunday fun day. I think it's ready to be
0: heard. That's the half an hour one.
1: That's the half hour one. I want you to, to delve in that. If you need to fill another, then you have another half hour. That's pretty good as well. Uh, I I'm not gonna be able to mix live today. Sometimes well, we do that on Friday. So if we
0: want the hour, then it looks like you're spinning and I'm spinning.
1: Oh, whatever. I didn't expect you to have anything. Remember, we, we have to collect content for you to be
0: debuted. That's what I'd rather do. So I was I was going I was going to say I'm going to have certain mixes done with that for that for that show. Those are going to be separate mixes and then I'm going to have a little mix I'm going to make just for this show. And that's one of those mixes that I made just for the show. If you don't want to debut me then hey, fair enough. Oh, well, I didn't know you had.
1: Remember, you're the one that had you like we give everybody 2-hour mix shows. We give you 12-minute mix shows because you don't seem to want to mix more than that. You're getting a little minutes. soft about that. I don't know why. 13 minutes. Thir- after 13 minutes it's like you're done. You have no staying power. I don't understand what's going on with you. I'm going to tell you who has staying power as you listen here to Good Morning go Get ready. Put on a seatbelt. Today's going to be a very, very interesting show. First and foremost, we're really happy at Slam Radio because, well, we know the students run the station. We understand that. They, they run the station. But since March 13th, we haven't had any students here. And by the looks of it, uh, by the time we come back, it'll be over four months since students were here. And the streak continues because just because we have our two newest additions to the Slam Radio staff. Not on the student level, but the adult level, right? The grown-ups that run the station. So it's, it's always been you and I, Frank. Just the two of us. Oh, wait a minute. I got a story about that song we'll touch on in just a twinge. I'll shelf that. But it's always been just the two of us. You and I. Right, Frank? Well, there's several versions of that song. I know you probably like the Eminem version. I'll get to that in a minute. Just shelf it.
0: Eminem version. There's a Will Smith version. Shh.
1: All right. Fair enough. Shelf it. I got plans for you, brother. It's Friday, remember? And remember, even though yesterday I couldn't be productive, I had a lot of time on my hands to think and mentally plan. You know why, Frank?
0: Because you're bored and old and have no time on your hands. Nah,
1: I'm not old. Not bored. I'm busy. And I rarely have time on my hands. Unless, of course, Picasso makes a visit to my house. And for the last two days, Frank, Picasso has risen from the dead and mesticized inside of my home and has been, well, the only word I can use, Frank Fernandez, is an absolute positive royal pain in my ass.
0: Oh, no, are you talking about your wife?
1: My wife decided it was painting time, bro. She doesn't get it. I explain to her, I go, look, you have painted the square footage that was painted in my studio. And I remember when they decided to paint. It took four men, like six days, to paint that. Because, of course, they have, they have to get here in the morning. They set up. Then they start doing it. They take a lunch. They finish. And by 4 o'clock, they were done for the day. And they had to take several days to do it. Oh, no, bro, not in my house, Frank. We start painting at 8 in the morning and it's midnight and Picasso's on full fleek, bro. Full fleek. What's a brother supposed to do? So for years I've been dealing with this. And I said, you know, tomorrow, since I have such a freaky Friday show, I am going to throw her under the
0: bus for the first time. Oh, man, really. Oh, she sucks. I'm being told that she deserves it.
1: She deserves this. She doesn't suck as a person, but when she gets into paint mode, which, by the way, uh, gosh, I shouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth because she's doing the painting I don't need to do. God bless her. She there's a therapeutic reason why she does it, but she swears she's excellent at
0: it. How often do you guys paint this house? <laughs> or, hold on, how often does she paint the house? Because you guys is too many people. So I don't know what you're laughing at—the at you guys part or how often.
1: <laughs> so um, <laughs> thank you, Jason. Appreciate it, Jason. Good job. Um, <laughs> so last year she was given a strict mandate, in CDC fashion. There's no painting this summer. Because you see, Frank, Picasso likes to come around in the summer. Last year, we were like, no, no. And even still, she found a way to take some furniture and do a, a very unique whitewash paint to change since we we're changing the color scheme. So she didn't have to go out and buy new furniture. She, I, God bless her. She's resourceful. She cuts corners. Um, you know, if you're going to do all that stuff, I'd rather you do it that way and and, and DIY. And and again, I'm not knocking her hustle. But how many times have you ever painted a house you've lived in, Frank?
0: Be honest with me. Uh, When I move in.
1: And then after that, when?
0: Hmm. I don't find the necessity unless there's like paint missing from the wall or something like that. Or maybe 10 years later, you decide to maybe like redo the look of your house, new furniture, like you said. But that doesn't happen every other year. So what's funny about this
1: is, obviously, she doesn't paint the entire house every year. She's smart. She's got to keep the jig going so the Picasso has something to come to every year, right? So she picks a section. I'm going to redo this room because the color bled, and I don't like the way it looks off the light. You're not. You know that there's a project going on.
0: Oh, no, no. See, I no way. Oh, no, wait. no,
1: no, 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 no. But this is what happens here is then it becomes every year. And the best part is sitting back and hearing her denying and angry at us that she doesn't do this every year,
0: but she does every year. So, so why does she get upset? Or is it that year that's upset? Well,
1: for starters, I can't be upset. She's painting my house. Uh, right. We think she paints a little too often. Okay. So if you do some work and then you go, you wash your hands and then you dry your hands, you're good, right? But if you sit there, wash your hands dry, wash your hands dry, wash your hands dry, wash your hands dry, dry, you're going to be like, whoa, what the hell are you doing? Stop. So this is akin to that. My dad used to love to paint. Not Tuna, my dad. The guy who actually is responsible for my birth, dad.
0: Biological father. Biological.
1: He loved to paint. There's pictures of me helping him paint the whole night. This is part of my hang-up about painting. I don't like it's whatever. I got daddy issues, whatever. I can remember in my life, up until the day I left the basic training, engaging in a paint painting that happened when I was about three. Yeah, I know it's going to be a freaking drop. I already figured that one out. Um, <laughs> thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren, stop. Are you, Lauren, don't flirt with me, Lauren. Okay, I already gave you the show. You don't have to sauce me up. Look, Jason laughs just for giggles. You're good with me, Lauren. All right, we're good. thank you very much thank you every year frank there's something to do every year god bless her she paints the home i love it it's fantastic the only problem is it becomes everything in the house so here's one of the
0: problems what do you mean everything in the house
1: well then my she she thinks she can multitask when she's doing this. She doesn't realize oh, no. she doesn't realize that basically I'll be okay with you painting if we plan this ahead of time so that I can be somewhere far, far away while you do it.
0: You or, should have uh, you should have gone to Naples and left her at home painting.
1: And then make Look, dude, there's some rules to this. You start at this time, you finish at this time. There's people who live in this house who who also reside here who are being displaced for no reason other than antojo, antojo tuyo. Antojo is because you want to do it. Because you're being capricious. You don't care how this house looks. No, I actually do, but no one who does thinks that painting it once a year is what makes you kick care about Bro. a house more than another.
0: Do you have that much company come over to your house that it's necessary? That's the other thing. It's not like a girl that goes by the dress and she can only wear the dress one time. So like, it's like, what does she think? That people come over and they're like, oh, they're, your, your walls were pink the last time I came over. Why are they still pink? That doesn't work that way when you have a house. So it's, it, it, it consumes. It becomes a
1: freak show and she gets mad. Because you know on our block, we have family that lives on our block. So they come through and they come and gawk. Like, the voyeur nature of what she's doing becomes full-blown and obvious. The block knows when she's painting. It's an event.
0: Well, you know the whole block.
1: So they walk through and they go, oh! And they know already that she does this. She has, like, that paint strut. Bro, what pisses me off is that she will tell you in the street face that she doesn't paint every year i can pick the famous line and amanda could probably attest to this frank is when you talk about a wall she's about to paint and she explains to you i don't know what you're talking about i've since we've lived here i've painted that wall once this is the second time i'm gonna paint it which wall no
0: chance every wall she goes to paint she says the same thing which wall any of the walls she paints what's the room that's being painted or the section of the house that's being painted this time so it's
1: all the outers, not the inner rooms, because she already got to paint Amanda's room the other day. She, I thought she had already gotten it out of her system. The streak continued by her doing the room. But that was more understandable. It was time to do her room. She was redoing her room. She wanted a wider color. But she took advantage.
0: Hold on. All the outer is the entire house? Except the private rooms. Oh, my God. The only
1: part that's missing right now is the family room. Everything else has been done, by the way. That's the other thing. Door
0: included. Hey, Z- send Zulu to my house. I still need right. to paint my doors. I painted me... five years ago when I moved in, and the back of the doors aren't painted, and my wife's giving me crap about it. Please so let tell me finish. come over. I'm getting old. I can't remember everything. You, you got to let me finish this. Okay, okay.
1: Please. Okay, she does this. She consumes all the oxygen in the room when she does this. So then here's the things that happen, for example. You'll get there. And all the doors are open because she's airing out the house. Now, realizing that your electricity bill is going to go up $30 just because of those six hours and 98 degrees of having. Uh, that's how it ventilates. No, no, there's nothing ventilating. We're it, it, No, it's 98 degrees. I close the back door. I go, leave the front door open if you want. It doesn't matter at this point. Turn on the AC. It's better. No, but then it recirculates. It's just turning on candles while she's painting. I'm not done. I'm not done. Brother, what is the what is other than the brush and the roller and the actual paint? What is a painter's best friend? Tape. Tape. Isn't that incredible man that he knew exactly what I was going to say? Isn't that unbelievable that he knew exactly what I was going to say? So when you do the moldings on the bottom, you tape them. You tape so you don't paint the floor,
0: right? Right. Uh, or the wall.
1: Well, but you paint the, the moldings on the wall, so you have to paint the molding. Well, yeah, on Yeah, but wall.
0: you but you have to get the top part of the. Mold. So you paint right. So the above the, the tape, molding
1: right. and the tape on the floor. Right. So then you just paint freely. Right. Rip it off and no harm. Duh. I have never seen anybody put tape on the floor. I looked at. It, I go, dude. Two years ago, I was involved in seven months of a construction, in in a space that got painted everywhere, and that's what they did before they painted. She's sitting there on her hands and knees, with like a like, like scratching the excess paint off. It's taken her twice as long to paint a room because she does it sloppily. So she's not even very good at it, at that. Sorry. Then she thinks she can multitask, Frank. Frank, I go out, I buy some real special chicken at Delaware. I spend top dollar for this chicken. She figures we got to eat something, so she throws it in the oven to bake. My shoe was softer than the chicken. Then when you tell her, what are you doing? That's not how you cook that stuff. You know how much I paint? What are you doing? I can't do anything right. Yes, you can. Stop painting it four. Why? Amazing how it's taking up all the oxygen in my home. But Frank, here's the best part. There's more.
0: <laughs> I can't hear you. But wait, there's, there's more.
1: More. Then she gets angry if you don't help her. You are paralyzed waiting for her next step. What's next, you ask? Anthony Smarty locks himself in a room put puts on his airplane. Oh,
0: yeah, genius. So, yeah,
1: I'm waiting. Then, at a certain point in time, the grumpy old man that lives in the house starts pacing back and forth and says, this is irrational. I have to be up at 5 o'clock in the morning and look what you're doing. As it is, I've always had an argument that in summers in my home... People named Amanda and, and others, Anthony and Sig Other, Zules <laughs> think it's okay to be up till 2 in the morning. It doesn't, bro, I'm on summer vacation. What are you talking about? I'll go to sleep when I go to sleep. And you're like, yeah, but um, <clears throat> jerk, I got to go to work at 5 in the morning. <laughs> jerk. <laughs> bro, do you know what that woman had the audacity to tell me this morning, kid? Your alarm woke me up. Oh, come on. I said, first of all, my alarm is the quietest alarm in this house. I hear it, and within three seconds, I shut it off and get out of bed. How is it that my alarm wakes you up? Can you explain that? Because it does. I don't know. You wake me up. Did you realize you kept me up till 2 in the morning painting? And scraping, by the way. That's the beauty of scraping. You see her scraping the paint. What are you doing? I have to get the excess paint off.
0: Is that why you sleep on the couch?
1: Painter's tape? No, I would sleep on the couch if the couch were available to sleep on. The problem is the house is upside down. So here's the best part, Frank. So in, a, in lieu of trying to get the circulation of the air, she puts the A.C. really cold. Now it's later in the evening, and it's freezing in the house, Frank. And we have this huge mirror that she moved. Frank, if you have a mirror and you're painting, how do you store a mirror or a glass to ensure safety while you paint, before you put it back up, how would you do it? Let's we'll see if you have the
0: common sense to figure this out. Upside down, like away from you.
1: Mm-hmm. And we on so upside. I mean, like laying down,
0: laying down on the floor, away from, away our, from where traffic right, is, right? right. Like over you, a towel, I'd put a towel. In you the wouldn't stand it up in a hallway. No, absolutely not. Blocking an AC or No, 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 that. no, no.
1: So we had a huge mirror, and then below was, was being the operative word, the frame of my wedding picture. Now, you know that I'm challenged with my eyesight. I'm already dizzy from all the damn painting going on. I'm tired. I'm grumpy. And now I'm freezing my balls off. Bro. And I go to put the AC up two degrees. And when I nudge the mirror, unbeknownst to me, that big frame is leaning against it. At the very least, put the frame behind the big mirror so it's hidden away. No. In front of it, it comes crashing down. Glass everywhere, Frank.
0: Seven years, bad luck, right there.
1: I don't think I got bad luck. That thing hasn't been up on a wall in ten years.
0: That's yeah. That's the reason why you don't put it standing up there in the way because nobody, somebody doesn't realize it's there. Even you don't realize it's there. I didn't.
1: You didn't see it? Absolutely not. I I I absolutely did not see it. And then here's the best part, right? This should have happened years ago, because it's been standing up in that manner behind some sort of furniture for years that used to slide. I'm surprised we didn't break that years ago. But I finally broke it. I finally did the job. God bless her. She didn't even get angry at me. But, I mean, I took the blame. I said, I think you put her in a bad place, but ultimately it's my fault. I did it. My bad. Yes. So, oh, I've received the picture. That picture's Interesting. But that picture can't be my home. That looks more like your home, Frank. Would that be your home, Frank?
0: That's Addison's room.
1: Addison's room is under construction, I see.
0: That's when it was under construction. Okay. But notice on the bottom by the molding, what's there? There's tape. There's tape.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you know what? You don't, I can't prove my point with yours because you didn't put tape on the tile.
0: Well, because my point look, is, how, but look how big the, the border is. And I'm not painting. I didn't paint the molding. Okay,
1: so she was painting the molding. So it's right. inverse. Oh, okay. She wasn't she painted the wall now she's painting the molding. So my point is, okay, the wall and the molding are the same color, so you can splash it on, but you gotta put tape on the floor. So In fact
0: I put multiple layers on the floor because then that way like I ensure that I have some sort of and his, a enough, level.
1: If you can't put tape, you put those big blankets on the floor so the tape so the so the paint doesn't hit the floor. So if it's only a little speck here and there. Oh, bro, she spent four hours scraping paint.
0: And it's easier. It's <laughs> it's easier to take the tape off the floor than it is off the wall. Cause on the wall, you have to be very delicate because there's a possibility of you paint so. ripping off a little piece of paint. And if you rip enough, then you you ruin the entire wall. The floor, you just go. And you're done.
1: Here's what's delicious about the whole situation, right? She knows she put herself in this predicament. She's in a bad mood. She too is tired. God bless her. What's wrong? Nothing. She can't tell you she's bad. She can't really be mad at you because she did this all by herself. But ultimately, she's quietly annoyed that she's not getting the help she needs.
0: Did she put tape on the roof?
1: Oh, she never does that. There's always, no, no, no. You don't understand. She's very sloppy. I have, I have sloppy. another picture
0: for you with tape on the roof if you'd like
1: She's very it. sloppy. I can show you parts of my house where you'll see the paint. It's Very sloppy. God bless her. She wants to do it. I get it. But she needs a lesson in taping up. I'm going to actually send her a video. I bet you there's some sort of YouTube video where somebody who paints focuses on the importance of putting tape so that you don't have paint spatter. (sighs) There, I I got that off my chest. Amanda, I told you I was going to do this. I keep referring to Amanda, yes. Awkward. Our technical director, our program director, are here today.
0: Yeah, they want to make sure we're doing work
1: well, they no longer are really in charge. Remember, as a kid, you can always play around with that You're really in charge. You're really the boss.
0: Oh wait, hold on. It was a game this entire time. Well, they're not in charge. Yet. Listen, look at me. They ain't in charge of shit. Remember, nothing. It's 18 months, bro. 18 months. You could have told me this. Yeah. You could have told me this. Mm-hmm. I'm here, like, like, Shh, guys, they're coming.
1: H mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. a <laughs> i c. The head amigo in charge. That's who's in charge around here. I'm the head amigo in charge. You like movie lines. I'll let you figure out what movie that's from. Lean on me. Lean on me. Only he didn't use amigo. He used the N word. Robert Guillaume. God bless him. You don't even know what I'm talking about. This is beyond I know the song,
0: universe. but I don't know what. Anyway. There's a movie. Oh.
1: You don't remember the, the movie Lean on Me with Morgan Freeman? Oh, I didn't see that Crazy Joe, the
0: teacher. That's the, the one movie I didn't see. You
1: know what? You have a homework assignment. You, especially you deal with kids and in an inner city school, you need to watch Lean On Me.
0: What's it about? A school?
1: I'm just gonna tell you watch Lean On Me with Morgan Freeman.
0: You gotta give me a topic. You gotta hype me up, bro.
1: It's about a school.
0: Are they teachers?
1: There's teachers, there's administrators. You need to watch this. If it,
0: if it's about a school, of course there's teachers. What is he, a teacher? He's an administrator. Oh, all right, Crazy cool. Joe's an administrator. See, you got me hyped now. Now you got me hyped. Uh-huh. Now he's a man of authority. You got and me in hyped. theory,
1: this place reminds me of a 1980s Miami High. Netflix? It's not. It better be. I don't know where it is. You need to watch that movie. That movie's outstanding. I'm going to tell you what else is outstanding. When you support and confirm two Supreme Court justices, and when the chips are down, and the reason you did it is because you thought you had them on your court, What ended up happening is, you got burned. I don't usually mock. But seven to two, the Supreme Court voted in favor of, yes, Donald Trump, you can testify under subpoena. And yes, you are subject to criminal charges if you did something wrong. What's funny about the numbers is seven to two, right? It's a majority that has to get it. So it's nine justices. So you need five votes. So if those two guys would have voted for him, he still would have lost. So that's just adding insult to injury. He can't even blame those two for his loss. Here's the thing. The whole scope changes now. Everything changes. And if you think things have been upside down now, put on your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to watch sports. I'm going to make fun of everybody. I'm back to being satirical, amigo. You fools are going to get made fun out of a clip I'm going to make fun of myself probably more than anybody else. But make no mistake, you think the last six months have been tough. <laughs> it's an election year, ladies and gentlemen. I got stories for you. You know why? Oh, you ain't going to like this, Frank. You know why I ain't buying the CDC bullshit and the world numbers? You know why? They're at, they're FOS. When you're constipated, a doctor will say, you're suffering from FOS. FOS? Yes, you're full of shit. We are all adults in the room, right? Horse manure. Horse hay it she.
0: I think you were pretty clear with the first time you said it. U
1: bay it shay From the bottom of my heart. I don't even feel like going to break. I feel like saying the story.
0: I was about to ask you. Go ahead, tell your story. You already blew past it, so might as well.
1: I have a very reliable source that recently went to go get tested with his family for COVID. They, okay. They got in the car. They stood in line. They were in line four hours. Not four hours, but four hours. Several hours.
0: Probably more than four. One of the kids was getting
1: restless. For whatever it's worth, they got tired of waiting and they decided to go out of line. You know how you have to pre-register it? They decided to get out of line and go home. Four days later, they got their COVID results. The wife and the kids were negative. He was positive. I need to say something before serious calls because the dead air, they don't like it. Is there something missing in my story?
0: Oh, uh, You never took the test. Thank you.
1: Thank you. There's stories all over America of nurses saying that I believe there's one nurse. I need to find this story before I actually say it, but I will allude to it. Uh, there's a claim there's a nurse that felt like there was something off about how they were doing these tests and took a swab and didn't swab anything and submitted it, and it came back positive. Hmm. Yeah, I'm hearing, and, and they could be bullcrap stories. I don't know, but I've had it. I, I've really
0: had it. This is a reliable source of yours. Is it a close friend? It's a friend. Or is it a friend of a friend? No, it's a friend.
1: I wouldn't say it unless I was (laughs) damn sure it happened. I don't want to talk about rumors. Damn sure it happened. So I'm not pretending that it doesn't exist. I'm not saying that the virus is a hoax. No, 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 none of this. None of this. I'm just simply saying where there's smoke, there's fire. And it's a little weird. Some of the things that are coming out from that. Contact tracing yesterday. They did a contact tracing where it showed, you know everybody's all pissed about the congregation of a lot of people. in this contract chasing, they determined that four percent of the people that contracted the virus was through gathering in big circles. Do you know what 35 percent of it was?
0: No. Old people. Nursing home. Sorry, I wasn't trying to say okay. No,
1: but it's true. Nursing. But I was
0: trying to get it out before you said it. In Nursery. I
1: wanted you to get it out. I didn't want to have to say it.
0: <laughs> so people like you?
1: So I'm getting, I've gotten three texts already from people who have had... One of our loyal listeners, Aunt, had the same thing happen to them. She was in line for testing, left before she got tested. Two weeks later, she got results. How do you get results if I didn't test you? Positive or negative? How do you get results if I didn't test you? So multiple people that
0: you know are texting. I
1: know someone and now s- two other people have texted me. That's now three people I have
0: that have shared this experience. So pretty much if you're registered, they're using your... They're using your. They're gonna, you're going to get a result. You're going to get a result, apparently. So I'm going to register. No, I'm
1: not registering. Uh, uh, is it free even to register? more reason now, I don't want to...
0: Is it free to register? I don't know. I'll try it. Let's try this out. I don't want to try it out. I don't want to even play with it. I'll that. do it. You don't have to do nothing. I don't think you, you, you should. Watch.
1: I don't think you should. I'm going to be very honest with you. I'm going to be very candid with you. I don't want you to do it. As your boss, I'm going to ask you not to do it unless you're feeling symptoms. Yes, sir. And you feel like you need to. You have to protect your family. And if you feel like you have it, uh, by all means, which is another argument I have with people. So you're going to go test it just for shits and giggles? Well, we want to be, be, be sure. Wouldn't symptoms then be the, like, the, the alarming part? Yeah. Like if you're running a fever, don't you then get concerned and, you may, and then you go get... What I'm trying to figure out is why would you, if you are in perfectly good health with no... I might be a symptomatic. Oh, you've been watching the news, haven't you?
0: Yep, that's exactly what you Oh,
1: doing. you've been watching... Do you know what a symptomatic means? No. I'm too freaking lazy to get tested and I think maybe I have it because I've had some symptoms. Then, if you're going to play that game, 92% of America is a symptomatic. Because... Most of these damn symptoms are the same symptoms as a common cold or flu. What are we talking about here? Enough! Enough! I've been trying to make light of this and be fun with it, and by all means, I'm not downplaying it. But come on, guys. Put on your damn mask. I don't want to hear about your rights. Your rights end where mine begin. I don't want to breathe your air if you're not covering your mouth. Deal with it. Put on a damn mask. We have a friend who works 12-hour shifts in a hospital, doesn't wear a mask like we do, wears a contraption that looks like World War II gear. We've had her on this show. God bless Marley for what she does and puts her life every day on the line when she does a 12-hour shift. If she wears the mask, so can you. Shut your trap. By the way, a big percentage of the contact tracing, hospitals.
0: Contact tracing meaning like... What? That's
1: how they're doing some testing now without shoving a, a, a. Oh, I see. I don't know what the deal is, but that's how they figure out if, if twenty five people or hundred people have it or not.
0: Well, my sister went to get tested. She went to a hospital, so I can ask her how they tested her. They tested her. They shoved a swab up her nose. That's
1: what they did. We ever get somebody to fix this freaking light?
0: I don't know. I don't know if they stuck a swab up her nose though. Maybe they did. Maybe she already told me. I don't remember.
1: So, it's like, what are we doing? the hell are we doing? Like these idiots who are up in arms about, I have to send my kid to school now? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, I like the fact that they're putting that on you, and then you have to make a decision as to how you want it to be done. Either you make a personal sacrifice and do some sort of homeschooling, that's up to you. Or you let them go school and be there 50% of the time. There's options depending on your school district. Here's what I'm getting at. It's very simple. Go suck a big, fat, hairy toe if you don't like it. <laughs> okay? Blow your nose. You're
0: nasty, bro.
1: Oh, I'm in a mood.
0: Toes are nasty these, and you hairy know what? Even nasty. Because
1: these ass wipes send their kids to school every day. You're a toe guy. No, I'm just saying the stinky toe is not a toe <laughs> thing. However, it's a great litmus test to see if a woman is actually caring for herself. It's just a thing I have. (laughs) I don't find feet attractive. I just think it's a great way to tell if you're a skank Mm. or if you're a straight-up gangster, good-looking girl. So I taught my son already that. I go, just make sure the toe game's on fire because if the toe game's hammer time, run for your life. I continue. (laughs) Come on, guys. Are we for real here? put on a mask, shut up, right? And do what they ask you to do. If you're you're shopping, eight out of ten people should not be walking the wrong way on the yacht. It means nobody's paying attention, nobody gives a rat's ass. Enough. Please, enough. They send their kids sick, snot-nosed, sneezing, coughing, looking like misery because they got nobody to take care of them, and they send them to the teachers and to the administrators of the world. It's okay if they get sick. But now they're up in arms. How am I going to send them to school? What if they catch Corona? So you're okay with sending them when you know they're sick as a dog. But now you're going to be indignant? You know what I call that? You're a stinking hypocrite. If you do that, parent, and I'll say it at open house here, you're a stinking hypocrite. You're mandated to put your kid in school. If you don't like the terms because of the virus, figure it out. That's on you. Don't blame the system. Don't get pissed off at that. You know why? Because I'm gonna be really candid. Teachers gotta work. What are you gonna do? Layoff teachers? You're going to start affecting the education of this country. If there's one thing that needs to be normal more than sports in life, it's school. So do me a favor and shut up. Put on your damn mask. Send your kids to school. If you don't want them in school, figure it out. But don't complain. Don't bitch. Don't moan. Go cry to somebody who gives a shit.
0: They're going to have to figure it out because a lot of these parents, I guess, are voting towards Uh, staying home to do the homeschooling.
1: Yeah, until they start complaining about having to do the homework with their kids.
0: They have to go to work. Yes. No, no, not even the homework, but they have to go to work. You know, there's a really good common phrase
1: from the 80s that I love to use, and it transcends throughout time. They can eat me. They can eat me. Because they're stinking hypocrites of the worst kind. The ones who snoot at others when they do worse. People are assholes. And I'm going to be... I'm sorry all the cursing, but I have to get it out of the way today. I'm watching the news yesterday. People don't think. And they're interviewing a business owner who's being affected by some of the shutdowns. This is proof, and you can tell Alicia on the youth I said this, that your stinking generation is not smarter than us. Because the first thing guys like me do is put a little thought process before naming something. So this lady has an establishment that's being affected and the news comes out to interview her. So what happens? We've learned that when you watch TV and they're interviewing, your name comes up and the title of who you are. Owner and then the name of the business, right? Do you know what this lady's, the name of her business was? I can't even say it. I have to spell the first word. Oh no. P-H-U-C, Yeah. That was the name of the business, and they flashed it up. You're an idiot. You're a self serving come I have no words. I was floored. You're an idiot. You really are an idiot. But I bet you're the one that has two kids that doesn't, that has PG 13 restrictions, or I don't let them watch anything with bad words, but you name it. <laughs> I wanna say it, but I can't. Yeah, buddy. Phuc. Yeah, you can figure it out. Yuck. Yeah. Only it's. Fff. Yuck. Yeah. Really? You're an idiot. I heard you were saying something about my show, about my name of my business. You don't like the name because that's the new thing now. Everybody gets indignant about stuff. Yeah, the name of your business offends me, ass. Yeah, buddy. My name is Amigo. Yours is Phuc. Yeah. Nice to meet you. I'm glad the cameras aren't on because I just flipped her off. Please. Oh, I'm in rare form, bro. When you paint for two days, just the fumes alone are going to make me deliver. I was going to say, it's the paint fumes. Just the fumes. I haven't had. I'm not taking a break. We're going all the way. Street continues. This is what happens when you mutate. A crazy man like me paint for two days. The fumes... Make me delirious.
2: Pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo!
1: <sighs> Don't you love Mary Trump? The lily flower, Mary Trump. You know, the one that says that her uncle's a sociopath and suffers from narcissistic personality disorder. And he also has a long, undiagnosed learning disability. I would never mock a learning disability, but except he's so freaking cocky and swears that he's the smartest man in the world, you can like him or not like him, bro. I'm not even affecting you. For all you know, I'm going to vote for him. You don't even know because I don't make it clear. But with all due respect, you could be the biggest Trump supporter in the world, but you're dumber than him if you think he's smart. You, all you got to do is hear him speak. I got, I got 10th graders and, and entry-level courses that speak better English than him. (laughs) So and you find out someone took his SAT, he was a kid of privilege, he had five deferments from the military because he didn't have the balls to serve this country. (laughs) The only thing he wants to serve is his pocket. Is that where we really are with this guy? Because you are a public servant. You are supposed to be a public servant. You stop being a private businessman when you become president of the United States. Do you know that she said that she thought it was a joke and she's convinced he did too? Frank, do you remember I told you that face he had when he met with Obama the first time and the realization, the oh, itchy shame moment he had? Well, what the hell's itching? Oh, shit moment he had? <laughs> oh, this hour's been out there anyway. Why am I trying to sugarcoat it? It's Friday. He had the thousand mile stare and that oh, shit face. What did I get myself into? Perhaps... Jail, my friend. Perhaps jail. Now that the Supreme Court voted what they did. The guy is drunk! No, he is not drunk. He's just plain old stupid. Did you see his Twitter? On fleek, baby. On fleek. He is freaking forty-five, freak out. Yes, bro. DJT? <laughs> uh, now you give him a new name? Dude, you know what? No, Donald J. Trump. But DJT. I, the, I know. I got it. Department of Justice. <laughs> oh. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Well, it's Friday. I'll be here forever. Uh. Trump will be gone by November. <laughs> all views on this show are satirical. I make fun of the man. And who knows? I might even be voting for him. Because it's not like I have a lot of nice things to say about Joe Biden either. The idiots running for president, that's our future. You know what, maybe Alicia is right. Maybe the smartest generation is the younger generation. Oh no, they were going to vote for Bernie Sanders, my bad. Nah, that's not the way to go. I'm delirious. You got me wearing a mask. You got me living life differently. It is what it is. Ron DeSantis, quote, I'm confident if you can do Home Depot, if you can do Walmart, if you can do these things, we absolutely can do the schools. And everybody's ripping him. So I'm not a huge fan of DeSantis either. I don't like politicians very much, so don't take me at my word. But I'm not his biggest fan. Guys, if we don't get back to school, the chaos will continue. We'll become more uneducated. Every day we're not in school because you think virtual is good. Virtual is horseshit.
0: Virtual sucks. It was fun at first because it was new.
1: You can implement it along with other things to accentuate a close to 100% learning environment, but nothing's more than being in a classroom and their asses be bored by a lecture that they got to listen to because they're going to have a test on it in two weeks. And if you don't like it, don't go to college. Go work in a factory. Just taking. I'm just being real, bro. So there's a meme. He said that. And then, of course, the most interesting man in the world meme says, I don't always go to Home Depot, but when I do, I tend not to go five days in a row for seven hours at a time. Very funny. Very good. But just like Tavares used to sing back in the 70s, it only takes a minute, girl. That's right. So you know how you mitigate that? Whether it's five days a week, seven days or not, you know how you do it? Put on your freaking mask, moron. Put on your freaking mask. Don't, don't do anything else, but put on your mask and shut up. Somebody checks in. The, <laughs> the only difference is he's a billionaire and the 10th graders aren't. What's your point? He's still an idiot. I might have to vote for that idiot because the other guy's not better. Isn't that crazy that I'm actually considering having to vote for him?
0: All right, so that's so if he the whole subpoena thing happens and he gets AK arrested, how is he going to be able to run for another term? That's
1: why you should have vote for him. But I'm nobody, and I don't mount political campaigns on this airwave. I don't do that. I just I make fun of everybody. They're all fools, in my opinion.
0: Kanye, 2020.
1: He's a fool too. He'll never get me to endorse anything—not an album. Sorry, CV. He called my studio a jail. He didn't want me taking videos of him. To me. He's the supreme of all assholes. He's also a hypocrite, by the way. Singing all this gospel crap. Come on, bro. Please. Don't do that. You realize it's all a front, right? Because now it's a ministry. Yeah, yeah. Now it's it's tax-free. No, no, no. no. I don't don't listen listen to him
0: anymore. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. I don't listen to that stuff no more. Can I say that? I don't don't care if he's
1: friends with anybody. I don't don't care care if he's friends with Pitt. He's an idiot.
0: Uh, his first two albums were good and then he dropped off for me.
1: He's an idiot. As much as Taylor Swift deserved anything he gave her, he, she didn't deserve that. He's a fool. He's an idiot. Oh, but wait a minute. Texter. He's a billionaire too. What are you going to tell me about that billionaire? Because he's a dummy. Oh, no. Kanye is really smart. He's not a dummy. He's not a right. billionaire. You might be right. Well, if you combine him and Kardashian, you probably got a
0: billionaire. I don't even think so.
1: But by the way, the notion that Trump's a millionaire, we're going to find out that that's wrong too. He's not a billionaire. He's a millionaire. He ain't no billionaire.
0: Would you judge that on net worth?
1: What's his net worth?
0: Well, I'm just asking. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm curious. Like, okay. I don't know what it start, is. But is that how you would judge that?
1: I, that's one of the ways you judge it. However, you judge it by looking at tax returns, which we've never been able to do with him until now. I'm on fire this morning. And I don't really care if you agree or disagree. Man. Donald Trump, 2.1 billion. Yeah,
0: I'm
1: sure. If I had a better dollar, I would have felt he was billion. But he's, the, the true worth is not that. You will figure it out soon. Kanye, 1.3 bill. So you, so he is a billion. Wow. Uh-huh. Without Kim, he's got the bill. Those net worth are exaggerating. Because it's it's basically what you make in a year times five, I believe, is how they figure that out. Sprinkle some pennies and dollars on top of it. And that's how they come to it. You know, there's always an estimated net worth of. Because they estimate what you're going to earn over the next five years. That's kind of how they do it.
0: Kim is at 900 mil.
1: He spent his whole life making records. Kim just shakes her ass and gets laid by Ray J, and that's it. And she's worth just, no! just as much as him. That's all it took? I got to be real, bro. I can't. You know, I've been doing two years of, of, of high school morning radio, bro, to not offend the little kids. I'm just tired of it already. I've had it. I got idiots all around my life. People who have no regard whatsoever for my time. As much as I make fun of my wife, God bless her. It's not her. She's just trying, she's just doing what she does. Like, I find that funny. I was annoyed or whatever, but we knew, we knew that we were going to have a memory of a lifetime to laugh at. <laughs> you remember when, uh, like, like that, that makes it where I just deal with it. Because I know I'm going to have, the breaking of the glass was, was I wanted to laugh by, by virtue of me not actually being angry that it happened, should tell that I was inside dying laughing because I couldn't believe it happened. That's not the idea. I, I got people all around me doing dumb things. All right? Universe of one, worry about yourself. Worry about your life. Worry about the people in your damn life. Don't worry about me. I'm good, bro. I'm good. I raise my kids, you raise your kids. Deal? I deal with my wife, you deal with your wife. Deal? It's simple. a bit on a tirade today, huh, Frank? A little out there, huh?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, buddy. You're on a new level today.
1: On a whole other level. Stefano Fusaro, ESPN, will join us in the 9 o'clock hour. My boy Nick Hamilton in the 10 o'clock hour. We're going to have fun. Nick and I are going to have fun. He put up a, uh, a post on Instagram yesterday. All these numbers, over 80% of the media... Not brown, not black. <laughs> Blanquito. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. I, I love ruffling feathers. Every once in a while, I get pissed. And you know what? If you don't like what I got to say, you can eat me. Life has to be enjoyed. Life is meant to live with a smile. If you've got a frown about life, you're doing something wrong. Broken glass everywhere. If it- Broken glass everywhere. A little overmodulated, but I like the effort. <laughs> Frank's about telling me to go fly a kite. <laughs> I don't care. I'm in that mood today. You can do whatever you want. I'll say this. Yeah, that's good. I don't know if Trump's a dummy. I'm no dummy. I'm no dummy, and I'm not doing this anymore. This all—the wheel started last week with Pitt. I wish I could re-air what he said, but he said it on globalization. And I know, I know Phenom wouldn't really care if I did it, but I, maybe I should. He said something. He did a little thing where one of the callers asked him, seeing everything that's going on, if you got a chance to talk to 12-year-old Armando Christian Perez, what would you tell him? And Pitt was Pitt. That was, that was vintage Pitt, that answer, was it not, Frank? That was, of all the things Absolutely. I've ever heard Pitt say and do, the fact that I was st- standing six feet away from him when he said it uh, and had never heard him say that before. I remember, some of the things he says, I don't want to say repetitive, but he does have, you know, some lines that he uses to reassure and motivate. Impossible as I am possible. But, but those are things, that's part of who he is. But when you get the unique thing, that's when it's great. And that part, that was just scintillating, what he had to say. That's when the wheels started moving. He talked a little bit about COVID, about staying positive, not dealing in the negative. And I think since that day, I have just taken a different approach altogether. I agree with safety precautions. I agree with a lot of the things that we're doing. But I'm not going to stop going to get my groceries. Um, I'm not one to go out to eat. So not now, at least. I used to be. So I don't do that but I'm going to, if, if I don't feel like cooking, I'm going to go pick up something, bring it in. Wear your damn mask. Wear your damn mask. Wear your damn mask. Why does that offend anyone? Why would that piss you off? You, your politics can be anywhere. Why would that upset you? What is it that I've offended you by asking you to place your mask on your stinking mouth? You freaking disgusting pig. I'm in a bad mood and I'm in a great mood because I have had it. Falling Down, Michael Douglas. You're the movie guy here, right?
0: Love that movie. That's where I'm at. Oh, no. That's where I'm at. Yeah, You're at suit and tie briefcase walking out of traffic and ready to rock the world.
1: Do you know what I did yesterday at Dixie? I forgot to tell you this, Amanda you know what I did yesterday? No, not Wendy's. I'm sorry. Uh, When I went to the Publix.
0: They gave you a sub and you told them, look at the picture behind you?
1: The sub was delicious. I had a chicken tender sub that was on sale. It actually set... My stomach is better now. Like, it actually, that was medicine. Some people have chicken soup. I have chicken tender sub. You have no idea. I ate. I didn't eat anything else. My stomach today feels better than it has in two weeks. Unbelievable. So, kudos to Publix on that. I didn't have a shopping cart. But I started experiencing people walking the wrong way. Dude, some dude wants to go in the wrong way. I stood in front of the aisle. And when he tried to get around me, I got in front of him. And when he tried to get around me, I got in front of him again. He was like, excuse me. And I said, and I pointed down the floor. I said, excuse me, in through the outdoor. See ya. And then I walked away. Bro, do you know what he did? He walked up anyway. I'm in line to pay the other day. And some lady comes over my shoulder. Because she thought it was her turn. So my instinct was to shove her. I didn't know it was a woman. And I'm going to be very candid. It was a black woman. Oh, Nice. So that would have just been beautiful for me. Amazing. Thank God I thought before I did. And when I did, I, lo- I said, excuse me. She didn't even say, I'm sorry. She was on her phone. That's not even okay to do pre-COVID. You guys are stinking hypocrites, self-serving, obnoxious, I don't give a rat's ass about you people, person. That's what it takes. And we got a lot of them out there. Wear your damn mask and respect everybody's space. I don't care if you think a 12-year-old invented social distancing. Just do it. Just do it. This isn't a Nike commercial. Just freaking do it. Shut up. You don't know more. I'm not a puppet. I'm not going to do. That's why I have freedom. Shut up. You have freedoms because people died for this country and made sacrifices. Now it's your turn. If you haven't served on a front unit, shut your mouth. I don't care if you have a a license to operate a firearm, Mr. Second Amendment right. Stick your second AR right up your ding dong. I don't care. Put on your mask. When you go out, when you go into an establishment, put it on. When you're home, you don't got to put it on. When you're in the backyard, you don't got to put it on. I hate these things. Put on your freaking mask. Wow, bro, how incredibly self-serving can people be? You try to conduct a phone conversation, one of those things on? They hear you, but it's the most uncomfortable thing ever. Muffled. Oh, my gosh. Enough is enough. I don't care who you're voting for. I don't care about your politics. I don't care if you think this is a, a hoax. Put on
0: your freaking mask. It's hard to have a conversation with one of those. you got to scream through it. The other person doesn't even know what your reactions are because they don't know if you're being serious or you're joking. you got to try extra hard you to know smile if any- so your eyes squint. Do you know that
1: anyone that has even a small deficiency in hearing Cannot hear what somebody else says.
0: I can't hear any. I have like, what? What are you saying? And I don't have a deficiency in hearing.
1: You know what I have a deficiency in? Patience for assholes. Just saying. <laughs> you found your grass breaking now, huh? <laughs> Someone says, don't fight with your wife, bro. <laughs> I'm not fighting with her. All right, it's a little loud and obnoxious. Please stop. Thank you. We got to undermodulate the glass breaking. It's got to be more subtle than
0: that. Well, I'll get them. I'm just pulling them out on the spot oh, because you're talking about glass breaking. It's excruciating. But now it's a sound that's going to be written down forever. It's and excruciating. Ever, and ever and ever.
1: We actually, right? We didn't even fight. I was just being grumpy, and she accepted that I was being grumpy because I think she realized after day two of 14 hours of painting,
0: there's nothing to fight about. You sit back, you watch her do it. Really? <laughs> hey this is your project I'm not helping you this is your next,
1: project ne- I told her next time let me know so I can be as far away as possible that'll inspire her to finish at 5 o'clock she's not gonna want me out ne- I'll come back when you're done and then I get and what's funny is if I get home and she goes, oh, I don't want you to come home yet because she doesn't want me to see the chaos because she knows how I get so then that's the perfect like there's your, there's your uh, negotiation there's your give get stop at a decent time I'll come home and you got me home and that's it Next time, I swear to you, if she's going to paint at 11 o'clock, I don't know what I'm going to do till 11 o'clock, but I won't be home. Because we don't need to paint every year at the end of the day, right? You do this this one time and you don't paint for seven years is one thing. Oh, Pablo, 365 days later, bro, we'll be painting something, I promise you.
0: That's what they say. That's about the average, about five to seven years. <laughs>
1: it's about seven years. Five to seven. You're right. That's actually what I looked up when I was thinking how I was going to rag on her about painting the house again. <laughs> Come back from break. Start shaking your ass a little bit. Let's go to those damn mixes, Frank. So am I putting
0: your mix on? Or are you? Put- yes. It's up to you. I'll yes. start with Fun Day if you want.
1: Start with Fun Day because I want to shock the world. And Fun Day is a pretty good mix. And then go to a brief break and then throw yours in because yours is very good. Thank it's you. very, very good. So that's fine. Deal. Deal. So we'll be shaking your ass when we come back from break with a little bit of the uh, tag team tandem of DJ, DJ Fizz Dale and DJ Jitters. Coming up next here on Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145. By the way, 9 o'clock hour, Stefano Fusaro, 10 o'clock hour, Nick Hamilton. Another surprise at 10 o'clock hour, Jonathan Correa. Who? Jonathan Correa. Who? You'll find out, but you got to stay tuned. Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145. You're listening to the dastardly, the best, the most unbelievably shocking radio station in all of Sirius XM's platform, the one and only Slam Radio. Oh! Look
3: what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel
1: 145. We're back. Yes, we are. No, no, no. No, 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 no. What are you doing, Laura, in it? That's what gets me in a good mood. Not our next guest. I don't really care if he comes on or not. I I don't. I, I You forced me to do this one, Frank. As far as I'm concerned, if you told me it was his wife we were interviewing, I would have got dressed up for the occasion, right? I would have did my hair, put on my fly suit, because that woman walks on water. I don't know what she sees in this guy. Our next guest. I'm just kidding. Our next guest is Handsome. He's debonair. At times, he can be sexy. And he's all mine. (laughs) At least for the next 15 minutes. Uh My MLS junkie slash ESPN reporter slash my former co-host slash young buck wet behind the ears, Stefano Fusaro joins us here on Good Morning Amigo on the greatest radio station in the history of the SiriusXM platform. Because there is none better and Slam Radio. How are you, my friend?
2: What an intro.
1: You like that, huh? <laughs>
2: what an intro. You left me speechless. And I'm not usually <laughs> speechless. I can usually talk for
1: hours. Frank, been, I've been doing that lately. I do intros for people and they look and go, I don't know what to say. From DJ Lives <laughs> to, I do this to everybody. They're floored.
0: You've been, you've been on a roll lately, definitely.
1: <laughs>
0: <sighs> I don't even know what
2: to say. I don't
1: even know what to say. How's the missus? Let's start it off with that. She must what? laugh so hard at the fact that I do. I still do it years later. I still do it. What do you yeah, see in this numb nut? I'll tell you. Yeah.
2: I'll even okay, put it on the I comments, agree.
1: Frank. I'll put it on the comments on IG. Ah, oh, the man who outkicked his coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, you're you're adorable. Fatherhood is treating you well. Um, just like Frank, you guys make good-looking babies. Um, yeah, my parents you. failed at making good-looking babies, but then I. I, I came back strong because I made some pretty good-looking babies, um, but I'm not very good. So, but you and the wife could, like, it'd be hard to make an ugly baby the two of you.
2: <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that, brother. A, how, you miss daughter, them, don't you? In the bubble, not.
1: you miss them a little bit right now.
2: Yeah, that's that's the toughest part, man. It's the toughest part. Uh, she, you, know, you talk, you always talk about her being a saint and her being walking on water. Right now, what she's doing she deserves even more, yep. even more credit than, uh, than that. Cause obviously I'm over here at the MLS bubble. Uh, it's going to be a total of 45 days that I'll be here. I'm on day, I don't know, day 10, I think it is. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's it's definitely been a challenge to be away from a family, away, be away from her and from my daughter. But, uh, my mom has, has kind of stepped in. She's over in Houston with, with my wife and my, and my, uh, daughter taking care helping out so that's been huge it's a big peace of mind for me and a big help for my wife so yeah man it's, it's definitely a an experience that's, that's uh that's unique that's unprecedented for me being here in the bubble and I'm sure we'll talk more a little bit about that but the, the toughest part for sure is being away from the fam.
1: Stefano Fasano joins us here on Good Morning Amigo. I bet you the not so toughest part is you get to watch basically your favorite sport for 45 days. This is uh you miss them, but come on, come on. They're not listening right now. They're in Houston. She's probably feeding. <laughs> like she doesn't really care that you're on my show right now. God, it's gotta be somewhat pretty good. Like, no, nobody's waking you up in the middle of the night to change a, a diaper and you're watching 45 days of this sport, albeit with a mask, but I'll be it with a what a unique situation. Tell us, just give us kind of a 30-second overview in your eyes, what you walked into, and how different it is from anything you've ever done in your career.
2: Yeah, completely different, right? And and look, I mean, I, but when we walked in here about, like I said, 10 days ago, it was you walk in the moment, you walk in, you immediately go get a, a, a COVID test, and once uh, you do that, you're quarantined for 24 hours. And you're you're locked in your room for 24 hours. You don't have a great menu to choose from for those 24 hours. So it's tough. It's tough. But then you, you, start, you get out we were being tested every other day, um, and that's off. It's gonna be. It's obviously something. That, it's a huge adjustment, uh, but yeah, it was very eerie at first in this place. Kind of looked around. Weren't, you know, people weren't really sure what they were getting into. I wasn't sure what I was getting into. Um, but the fact that now things have come down a little bit. Yes, you, we unfortunately saw two teams being withdrawn. But now that the, the tests and everything was kind of contained, and you really feel like. People are now starting to to realize, right? This is what our lives are going to be for the next month and a half. So we got to got to get used to it. We got to just try to make the best of it. And you're seeing that, man. And and yeah, we're locked into this resort. We're locked in this resort. The only place we can go is to the fields where the games are being played, and those are direct shuttles. We can't even drive ourselves or anything like that. And, and that's it. Uh, we're locked into this on, onto this resort grounds and have to follow all the rules and regulations. And it's it's super surreal, man. I mean, it's like nothing anybody has ever covered, ever. So it's definitely an awesome opportunity, but definitely some adjustments.
1: I apologize for my ignorance in advance, and I always like to, in the middle of interviews, throw irreverent sidebars. So before I continue my point, (laughs) I'd like to take this moment to wish Sofia Vergara a very happy 48th birthday. If I don't do that, I I won't feel like I can finish this... Sofia Vergara, right up there with your wife, I would think. Right as walking on water and stuff. I'm just kidding.
2: Definitely, brother. Do you get to see?
1: Do you get to see every game? Do You get to see like, or is it like there's three fields and there's simultaneous games going on? And that's my ignorance. That's why I apologize for it ahead of
2: time. No, yeah, no. There's no simultaneous games. Uh, All the games have their own window. Uh, There are three fields, and and you know, there's one field that are used for the morning, nine a.m. games that that are going to be happening a ton. There's none until Sunday. But, uh, but that will be happening a ton. And then there's uh, the other game. Windows are 8 p.m. Eastern time and 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. And, look, yeah, I'm not at every single game. I'm going to be – I'm on the broadcast for all 28 ESPN group games. Wow. Uh, and then we're going to continue <laughs> through the knockout phase. So, yeah, that's going to be tough. But, uh, look, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing for us here is the fact that I'm the only ESPN reporter on site. So I'm doing multiple jobs. So I am busy. It, it, it's for sure a – it's a grind. But I love it. I love to do it. I love to be on the broadcast. So I mean, like I said, it's, it's you know, there's pros and cons. I love doing what I do. I'm pretty tired at the end of the day, but I get to do what I love. I get to watch the sport that I love and analyze it, and really go into it and talk to all the guys that are here. So yeah, there are some. There, it is an obvious awesome opportunity, but of course, man. Yeah, look, it's tiring. We're doing a ton over here. You know what I mean? We don't. We don't really stop. Not a, uh, not not exactly kind of what
1: fun. not exactly what you envisioned 15 years ago. Sitting at no. a hooligans off of US one, <laughs> as to what your life would turn out to be, not exactly what you you envisioned. The, the only thing that's common is you're still talking to me. That's it. Other than that, everything has changed. <laughs> yeah, you, you, didn't totally everything has changed. you didn't even know your oh, wife back then. You didn't even know your wife back then. That's why actually, you weren't even
2: actually at that. Actually, at that hooligans that day when you and me were there uh, having that competition for the for the uh, for the radio show. I actually had another girlfriend at the time who was there with me. Look
1: at that, there's another <laughs> so, like, girlfriend. So, so there you
2: go. things have changed.
1: So, so the woman who walks on water in Houston wasn't even a part of this. That's no, why no, you look better today than you did back then when I first met you. It's it's uh, oh, by association, no you look much better nowadays. <laughs> it's not the haircut, it's not the clothes, it's not that you're on ESPN. You gotta look sharp. It's it's it's. Who's on your arm, brother?
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey. It's, who, it's the wife who dresses me, the wife who makes me look good. It's not, it's not me. We all know that. I mean, you, I can't even lie to you guys about that.
0: Now, Steph, you were at the game in the Miami FC game, right? On, on what was it, Wednesday night? Uh, yes,
2: it's Miami, yeah.
0: All right. So I want the comparison of the game on Wednesday night versus a random Wednesday night at Tropical Park because when those goals were scored, <laughs> I must have heard like three or four whistles and that was about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's, so crazy to be at a game a competitive you know MLS game with no fans you know what I mean like so I was watching the game last night on on today on, which was Montreal against New England and I saw that they added the crowd noise ESPN made the decision not to add the crowd noise and I think there's definitely going to be some adjustments now I think it's cool that you can hear a lot of the converse. excuse me the conversations that are going on uh, on the field especially the arguing with the official I think that's probably the coolest part is you see how much these guys really come at the officials whether you like it or not I think it's just interesting to see and to hear uh, but there's definitely an adjustment to having such a quiet broadcast right even for me as a sideline reporter there's really so much that I can it, we, we try to kind of pre-pro thoughts and and, and do different things beforehand so we're ready for, with other types of information so I can give because what I usually try to do during sideline is listening to the coaches listen to the Assistant coaches, what are they telling the players? What's going on? What are they trying to change? But everyone's hearing that now because there's no fans and the microphones are everywhere. So that kind of eliminates that part of the job. So it's been an adjustment a little to to do sidelines with no fans. So, yeah, man, it's weird. It's weird to be out there seeing these guys compete and hearing every single word and having about, I don't know, I would say maybe 50, 40 people surrounding the whole field, and that's about it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's something that we're definitely. It, 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 this is a new normal, man, and I hope that we can get fans back soon because, as cool as it is to be here and watching live sports, there's nothing like an atmosphere that builds with with, in a stadium with, full with fans.
1: It, it, it is pretty awesome, isn't it? Especially at a it soccer is. game of all sports. Like we always point yeah. to the UM game against Notre Dame, and the place was electrifying. Well, that's like every soccer game. That's what a lot of people don't realize.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's, it's part of the soundtrack of the sport. It's hearing them chant and hearing them sing. That's part of the beauty of it.
1: So, you know, this has been, these are some interesting times. And obviously, you want it to get back to normal. But right now, what you're living is something of a moment that you will forever remember. This is, so my question is, are you chronicling this by any chance? Like, just Uh, personally chronicling.
2: I am, I am. I'm writing every day a little bit and just kind of... putting down my my experiences maybe I don't know what I'm gonna do with it one day uh, but for sure it's something that I'll one day share with my daughter say like, hey look I did this and this was pretty cool she might not think it's cool but I'm gonna still share it with her anyway uh, but yeah it's it's a uh, it's a unique experience and I think it's important to document a little bit of it you know what I mean uh, just to really see what you know later on in life kind of look back and say wow that's what we did. I did that, and, and you know, I think that's kind of the coolest thing about this assignment, is that not only are we kind of back with sports in, in a time where it's so difficult, but I mean, it's unex- it's something that I hope we'll never have to see again. Because I hope that one day we, you know, very soon we'll be back to having fans in stadiums. I hope, I hope that's the that's the case, and I hope that we don't have to have another bubble environment assignment ever again. But it is a, histor- a historic moment that. I'm never going to forget.
1: I don't think any of us are going to really forget it. Uh, and if you put things in perspective, yes, it's different. Yes, you don't ever want it to happen again. But at the same time, um, you almost grud- begrudgingly have to be happy. It's you that's selected for this. Oh, it's not everybody, I guess, to do something like this. Like, this is kind of a big deal, if you ask me.
2: It's I, 100%. I mean, I was, I, was, I was honored when my bosses asked me. It was definitely a difficult decision, regardless, just because, you know i knew i would have to be away from my family for so long but what it, what it, it happens with
1: decision. basketball and baseball i guess you can't just pop in the bubble later afterwards huh you're that you have to take one or the other and they, that or that's the one they offered and so you get to be a yeah. fan for basketball this year then
2: yeah uh, at least yeah i'm going to be a fan there's going to be no covering of basketball for me just for this, this, this season how about this, baseball this is done.
1: how about baseball cuz if that's more outdoor will they let you do some yeah. houston astros i mean astros
2: yeah i mean i'm assuming they will it, it, once i get back and once we uh you know, I, I think they're going to give me some, a little bit of time off when I get back. But yeah, I mean, I, I think. think that we will be on. I would, I will be with the Astros. But I mean, look, being a, and, and I'm and I'm you know, we're, we're talking candidly. I don't know about about the MLB. I don't know how MLB is going to work it out. I'm not I'm sure. In either. a bubble situation right now, I'm in a bubble situation right now, and we've seen already positive tests. We've seen two teams have to withdraw because of so many positive tests, and I feel like they're comfortable now because they've been able to contain. The cases to the teams that were withdrawn, and they, it has not spread throughout the bubble. So I think that they're comfortable with their protocols after positive tests. Uh, but you see that even in this type of situation, where everyone's being as careful as possible, there's still going to be some issues. So I can't even imagine when you have uh, teams that are not going to have not going to be regulated as to where they go, and, and these players can go anywhere they want. They can go out to – if there's restaurants are open in the city that they're at, they can go. If there's grocery stores, they can go. So they're putting themselves at risk at this point uh, of coming down with COVID-19 and then not being able to play. So I don't see how MLB is going to work. Uh, I don't see how the travel and, and allowing players and, and, and staff and everybody involved with these teams to, to kind of do as they please. I, I don't see how it's going to work, and, and I I think the bubble is the way to go uh, during these crazy times. But we'll see we'll see what happens with MLB. I hope I hope that they get off the ground, and I hope they're able to do it. But I, I just I don't see I don't see how it's going to work.
1: Everybody in your neck of the woods is okay and safe and doing well. I should have asked that first, not last.
2: Yes, everybody everybody's good. Thankfully, we're good. Uh, like I said, my uh, my mom is in Houston helping out, and we're all safe. And yeah, the, the craziest part was the, the five month old my five month old daughter wasn't a wasn't too sure about my grand about her grandmother about my mom when she arrived. I was like, "Wait, who are you?" Because she hasn't seen her since. She, she' seen was a her month, in four old, months. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So it's been a very weird. It was kind of weird at first, but now she's uh now grandma's happy with with her granddaughter and and all is good. Thing. And your mom's
1: pretty easy to get along with too. Another another wonderful young lady. Uh thank indeed you, and please send her my love, my regards to the whole family. You know, uh you. I got to know your family that day. That was pretty cool, and they've always been uh the coolest. As your friends, you know your friends are some of my most loyal followers. It's crazy. All your friends, <laughs> all your friends, they they all thank still follow it, me yeah. and they'll comment. And if I wonder if I do, where do I know this person from? If I'm not sure, I just say, Oh, it's probably one of Steph's friends. Seriously, they're really <laughs> loyal. Um yeah, brother, they are they, they
2: they stay loyal, they stay
1: loyal. Much love to you. I do appreciate you coming back from time to time and talk to the little people of the world, you big superstar, ESPN <laughs> mogul, you. It's a Frank, his head's so big, it doesn't even fit in the yeah, door. That's Frank. why we have to do this virtually. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get him through the door here in the studio. You know? Hey, don't
0: talk about my boy Steph. I sent him a text and he joined us. So <laughs> leave Bubble Boy
1: alone. Can I, can I rag on Bubble Boy for a few minutes? That's what I've always done. He's been a good receiver of my badgering for years. Since he was I'm all a about teen. the
2: banter. You know it. You know I'm all about the banter. You know it.
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm going to make him laugh before I say goodbye. At the very least, it's not like you're hiding in a closet somewhere. Let me see if no. he remembers that story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, I remember that story. We'll do that for another time.
1: <laughs> I love inside jokes on radio. Oh, yeah. He's like, how does oh, Larry me. even remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our laugh is evil and sinister, Frank. Maybe you can take oh, it from uh, from the audio. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm off like a dirty shirt. Not yet. I say that at the end of the show, but I am. Uh, I'm gonna let you ride into the sunset. Have a, have a great weekend continue fighting the good fight we will continue watching you i will continue taking pictures of your awkward facial gestures when you get caught in a pause
2: i love oh it oh my god i do that all I the time i feel like i can never I get to i feel, feel like i can i feel like i can never have like, i feel like anytime any anybody tries to take a picture of me on tv it's always an awkward it's never like you never catch me when I'm not talking. Well, and just, it's, normal. it's always like looking like a una <laughs> When mueca. It's weird. Whenever uh-huh.
0: Stefano comes on, I'm sorry, Larry, but whenever Stefano comes on and my wife is bothering me, I hit pause so that I can listen and, and every time I hit pause that una mueca, and I'm always like So God all God, I God. do all I do is I
1: videotape <laughs> it on my phone because then I can just scroll through and, and literally I get twelve to fifteen masterpieces out of a forty five <laughs> second video from you. It's it's phenomenal. So Frank and I are planning on doing a few of these during your 45-day sabbatical in a bubble, and yes. I think we're going to capture faces in the bubble, and I think we might create a little uh, A little little IGTV. A little, a little TikTok or something. No, don't say that. They're going to get rid of that. A little Sorry. pic collage, a little, little video collage. We, we can get creative with it. The different COVID bubble faces of Stefano Fusaro. <laughs>
4: I'm looking forward to don't, it. Don't let just your
1: daughter see forward. it. She'll really be scared of you then. That's, that's oh, Yeah, it.
2: she'll really be scared. We can't show her that, all right? We can't. Make
1: sure you don't show her that, okay? I miss doing a radio <laughs> show with this man. I'm sorry. I really do. This is, too, it's, it, if we sit in a bar for four hours, it's four hours of this. It's, it's just, this it doesn't stop. <laughs> I love you, Steph. It's, Thank it's, you for coming on, good. brother.
2: Love you guys. We that's my little brother
1: there. right there, Stefano Fusaro, ESPN. I'm so proud of him. That's what I wanted to tell him. I'm so damn proud of him. I am so, so so it's one of my proudest media associations that I have is with him because I knew him as a kid. And nothing, I, I, I pride myself in mentoring. I did not mentor Steph. There's no reason to mentor him because he was a star at 17 when I met him. And, um, and his ability to communicate from a young age was phenomenal. Uh, a family unit that's to be envied because he has the support of his family like nobody's business. Uh, he's a beautiful person. I love him like if he was my brother. Seriously, and I use that. I overstate that. I like telling people, hey, what's up, brother? You're like a brother to me. Um, Steph is the man, bro. Like I, There are a few. Frank, you're one of those that I'm really proud of, right? But I had a lot more to do with the tweaking of who you are. Not completely, but Steph was already a star. Chris Whittingham was already a star. I just like knowing that I was on that wheelbarrow for a few minutes with them. On their way to start him. It's fun to know that I worked with him. Um, Armando Salguero is another one.
0: I had told Steph off I was like, "Bro, I'm super proud of you, man. You know what it is?" So that I can proud of turn on this my screen, guy, and bro. the only person covering MLS for ESPN is my boy Stefano Fazzari. Not just a guy
1: I know, because a lot of people we know and we, right, Frank? We're chummy with people in the media. We nice.
0: Yep, We're nice. You know, we get along with people. Yeah.
1: But we don't get along with everybody. Like we get along with Will so... with Steph Fusaro, right? Like, there's a few people in the industry. Uh, Sid Rosenberg. Um, One thing is you know somebody, and another thing is you really know somebody. Billy Corbett, my friends, he hates Cubans. He doesn't hate this Cuban. He loves me. That would be a reason why he loves me, and I'm not a lot different than the Cubans that claim he hates. He he knows. I don't care. Told you, bro, people got to worry less about others and worry about themselves. Steph Fusaro, I'm very proud of him. I'm so glad we had him on the show. We'll come back on the other side. I got some stuff to make fun of. I got some serious stuff to talk about. I got to do it all before the 10 o'clock hours. 10 o'clock hours is kind of full of stuff too. Am I going to ever get to shut up?
0: I don't know. You've had like diarrhea of the mouth today.
1: 10.59 I'll get to shut up. When I passed the baton over to the youth. Uh, is Amanda hosting today or she got other stuff to do around
0: here? She is. We haven't talked logistics on how she's hosting. Is she hosting from there or is she hosting via Zoom?
1: I would have her host from here, but if it's a pain in the ass, just having Nicole host. It's whatever you want.
0: Just needed the green light of her being able to host it there. It's whatever you want. I really don't care. Come back from break.
1: Got a lot of stuff to go over. A lot of stuff to go over. On this date, 1968, 52 years ago, Major League Baseball announces it will split into two divisions for the 1969 baseball season. And baseball is never the same again. For so many years, it was the American League and the National League. Then you had the East and the West inside of those leagues. And then everything just changed. Now so many teams making the playoffs, so much difference in the game. It started 52 years ago today when they announced we're going to divisions. We're going to divisions. Come back on the other side. Got some stuff to go over. Don't want to freak you out, but got some stuff to go over. Frank, you like Eminem, don't you?
0: Eminem the candy or Eminem the rapper? Eminem the rapper. Love him. I'm
1: going to blow your mind away with this when we come back. You're listening. Sirius XM 145. Slam Radio. We'll be back.
3: Oh! Look what I found. A Radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Jesus schuster from the Pittsburgh Stores, number 19 wide receiver, and you are listening to Slam Radio. It is lady Turn up.
1: Rise and shine. Good morning to you. Get the hell
3: up. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145.
1: Ah, we're back. So I have to disclaim, because I don't want to be inappropriate. I'm going to talk about something, and when you hear this, it's going to freak you out. I will disclaim by telling you it will not dissuade me from ever hearing this song again, because I'm the biggest Eminem fan of all, and when Eminem did the song, as sick as the song is, I don't think anything like this could have ever been imaginable to attribute to. A lot of speculation, I am nonetheless going to go down this road. And I repeat, you might hear this song in one of my mixes coming up because I like the song. Don't get offended by it because the correlation I'm going to make, there's no, it could be coincidental, but it certainly has nothing to do with the song. Okay? Guys, I've been troubled over the last 24 hours. <laughs> Glee star, Naya Rivera, went missing a couple of days ago, Frank. You're a Twitter junkie, aren't you? Yeah. Have you, um... Have you had an opportunity to... to check... <sighs> Twitter, recently?
0: Um, not regarding her...
1: No? Have you seen her her account?
0: Um... I know whatever they've been talking about on the news, that like the last thing that she, that she posted was a picture of her and her son that says, just the two of us.
1: <laughs> Apparently, she uh, was a fan of M&M's.
0: Hmm.
1: There was nobody else on the boat. Videos already captured that. Right. They walked on the boat. Why was her life jacket on the boat and the kid was in the boat with his life jacket on? There was nobody else in the boat. They asked him questions. He's old enough to at least been able to say something about something he saw. He says he saw her go down, but she never saw her come back up.
0: Oh, I do not even know he said that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why I've been troubled, bro. Wow.
1: To the point where officials in Ventura County have uh, turned this into a recovery mission. They figure she's gone. I'm not buying it, though, because uh, you're a guy that— Yo soy chismoso on Twitter. Mm-hmm. She wasn't unhappy about life. There's no... I mean, I know you can live your life however you want on social media. Reading the Bible with her kid. That's a little strange, but at the same time, she could really be in tune with her faith. She was... uh, Gosh, the was hurts me to say. I didn't realize how beautiful she was.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm sorry if that offends people. It's cool to be a really pretty girl and for a man to be taken by that. That's not... I'm not being a misogynist. Because I also love people who are beautiful people not aesthetically but beautiful inside Um, I didn't know her inside all I can do is I got pictures of a really pretty girl who seemed to be really self-assured who seemed to be really in tune with who she was Um, and then of course she goes missing and people bring up the fact that she had past depression or eating disorder and they want to bring up the men that she dated I don't know I'm not sure that that well-assured young lady had any issues of that sort. There are people who say you got to keep tweeting for her, that apparently something was wrong. Uh, She needs to be brought home. Maybe she didn't drown. I don't know. But here are the unanswered
0: questions about this disappearance. And they're inevitable.
1: That lake is famous for stuff like
0: this. Did you know that? For disappearances? No, no I didn't know that. Since
1: the nineties, there was a nine-year-old child back in. Uh, there was a drowning trial back in two thousand nine, where the family asked that they put signs to ban swimming there. Back in 09 when the when the nine-year-old died, no signs there. Nothing. Really? Surveillance camera. The only thing that worries me about the surveillance camera is that they saw a jet ski near the boat in one part of the video. Who was the jet ski? Who was on it? Where's the witness? Hmm. Why aren't they coming out? Because everybody knows about this story. If I was writing this, yo, yo, that was me, wait. Yo, yo, that was me. I was on that jet ski. What happened? Right. Unless you're trying to hide something. Something wrong. During the press conference, an officer said, and I quote, I don't know to describe where she was found. Huh? How did they find her phone in the car? Did you hear that report? That they found her car, their phone in the car?
0: No, I didn't know that they found the phone in the car.
1: Interesting, though. Apparently, there's a picture from the boat. The pictures she posted apparently were from another date on that
0: boat. So this is something that she did? In- I
1: don't know. This is a lot of the unanswered questions. I'm not even posing a conspiracy theory. There's just answers that are
0: not there. I find it a little weird that it was just her and her son on a boat that f- seated up to 10. Like, I don't understand why she was out there with a 4-year-old by herself.
1: So people are pissed in that area because there is a history of disappearances and drownings in there. Anatoly Naftali Smolanski, 39-year-old, died in a boating accident in August of 2008. He was on the lake with his three kids when his five-year-old daughter fell off the boat. He jumped in the water to save her and disappeared under the surface. A large-scale search took place in the Narrows and Diablo Cove region of the lake involving numerous government agencies and hundreds of volunteers. Smolanski's body was found floating north of Diablo Cove a week later. 2010, 36-year-old Roberto Barrios was celebrating his graduation from nursing school with a group of about a dozen people when he went for a swim off their pontoon boat. He had been swimming for about five minutes when the wind started pushing the boat away from him and two friends. People on the nearby boat rescued the two other people, but uh, but those on the pontoon boat couldn't get close enough to rescue Barrios before he disappeared underwater. A few days later, Ventura Sheriff's dive team found him at the bottom of the lake.
0: So if there is something, is it something- Oh, there's
1: more. There's more. Liburio Dominguez from Long Beach back in July of 97. September 97 took the life of 22. then 22-year-old Isidro Castillo. Later that month, 30-year-old Port Juanmi resident Ulysses Anthony Mendoza His body was recovered. Back in 98, a body of Lake Piru employee Arthur Raymond Caladro was found. So people who worked at this damn place were drowning in there. There's a list. I have a. have li- named, and there's still more.
0: So is it some sort of an animal? I, I don't know what it is, but apparently I'm
1: not going in that lake.
0: Yeah, I ain't going in that lake. I don't go in lakes anyways. <laughs> compared to piranhas.
1: There are some who are intimating a potential suicide. I don't know. She seems too confident. Have you seen her? Did you get, did you finally get to see her social media or not?
0: No, no, I didn't look because I thought I hit on the head. Well, you did. You did.
1: It's nuts, man. Nuts beyond belief. But that's a sad story, man. We will wait and see what comes
0: from that. Could it be the Glee curse?
1: I don't know. There's a, there's a curse. There's just this Monteith and there's someone else. The other person, actually, I believe, out of themselves because they had been accused of being a pedo. Um, but Monteith,
0: this is awful. That's
1: a, that would be the third person now from that show.
0: Uh, sixth, actually. What? Sixth. Corey Monteith. Um, I guess the first number is how many episodes they showed up in. 31 episodes in 2013. Um, Jim Fuller. 41 episodes, he's a pr- he was a production assistant. Uh, Man Bendick, uh, he was uh, Becca Tobin, a kitty, I guess, best friend. Uh, Na- Nancy Motes, uh, production assistant. Mark Saling, and uh, now um, Naya Rivera.
1: That's nuts. PopCulture.com, they wrote an article about it yesterday. That's a lot of people as attributed to one show. He, uh, Mark Salling, was arrested on child pornography charges, pleaded guilty, almost two years later, agreed to serve between four and seven years in pr- prison. His sentencing was scheduled for March of 2018. Um, however, about six weeks prior, he took his own life.
0: Yet yeah, this was the fourth on camera star that has passed for glee. The other two were production assistants. Dear God.
1: <sighs> Plus, there's also other drama surrounding it. Hasn't Leah Michelle lived a life of sadness because of deaths in her life and things? am i am I wrong with that or?
0: Um, I'm not 100% totally sure. Yeah, I know that she's had some... I'm getting a shaking of head from Amanda, so... That's a yes or a no? Sounds like a yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: she's had some issues because of issues, and... Yeah, that's a... I don't want to be a part of that. You know what I don't want to be a part of either, Frank? I don't want to be a part of anybody who can just easily lean... on being prejudiced or racist. 1020, we're going to have Nick Hamilton on... He made a great point about media and the color of media. And I don't usually play this game. But Frank, as long as you've known me, you know that one of my big fights is that in media, brown and black people are not represented well, mm-hmm. poorly. I can dominate two languages, you, do, you dominate one. and in, in my time in radio, it was a pretty hard, war, hard thing to beat out the one language guy for some reason. But uh, the cream will always find a way to rise to the top. I don't claim to be better, but I'm obviously in a better situation. I may have been partially equipped to handle my prediction back 15 years ago. For whatever it's worth, what the one thing you don't do is tell someone they can't do something. And virtually for years in media, there's been an underlying theme that if you're brown or black, you feel like your chances are much less. I'm here to say horseshit. I can't wait to talk to Nick Hamilton about it. But I'm also here to call caca de cabage on a certain person who pissed me off. I mean, pissed me off. Frank, do you know who, uh, who our vice president is?
0: Uh, Pence, right? Mike Pence, right?
1: Is that his name? Mike Pence? Mike Pence.
0: Right? Good. Fantastic.
1: Um, so you know that when you're Mike Pence, you have like a communication secretary, right? You know you have someone that's in charge of how you communicate,
0: yeah, of course, right,
1: so you would think that the person who has this job more so than me, who I can just talk on a platform and once in a while slip and say a bad word or whatever the case may be, Why am I not getting all open this? I hate when this happens um, This is a person. That should be incredibly prepared on how to effectively and properly communicate. Okay? To others, especially on behalf of the Vice President of the United States. Let me guess, she got
0: lost? No, I'm doing something else, don't worry. Oh, thought she got lost. She got lost, didn't she? What happened? She got lost, didn't she? No, 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 I'm asking her to do me a favor. Oh, okay. Um,
1: it it annoys me that you can have such a prominent position like that and, and be so irresponsible in the way that you disseminate information. So I'm referring to this vice presidential communications secretary who made a comment a couple of days ago (sighs) <sighs> that troubled me, Frank. And she uttered the words "little Havana" in what she had to say.
0: Yeah, I remember we talked about this a couple, of, maybe yesterday, I think it was. We
1: brought it up briefly. I couldn't stay quiet. I had to respond, bro. Of course you did. Why? Why am I going to stay quiet about it? Of course. Why would I stay quiet about it?
0: I mean, would you? No, I wouldn't.
1: Well, so I speak for both of us when I do this says nobody. I speak for myself. And I can honestly tell you, bro, that whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, whether you think it's okay or not, um you have a responsibility, Katie Miller, to get stuff right. Dear Katie Miller, it is disappointing to hear the ignorance in your comment about our beloved Little Havana. We hope you take time to learn about our community and the amazing stories and rich history that resides here. We know you didn't know this, dot, dot, dot. And of course, I put the link to our Good Morning America
0: story. That's how you do it.
1: Those little kids from Little Havana. Because if you're curious as to what she said that pissed me off. Katie Miller, what she said to piss me off about Little Havana, then look it up. You'd be shocked that someone who's at a high position of communication like that has no compassion to even understand why would you make a comment of this? Someone says, it didn't work. I will never forget what I saw. Seriously, are you a white nationalist? Someone asked. I guess that was Rachel Maddow who asked. She goes, no, but I believe if you come to America, you should assimilate. Why do we need to have Little Havana? Ignorant. No, no, no. I'm all. I'm ready. I got a few
0: minutes. Oh, here we go.
1: All right. So I'm going to tell you why you got to have Little Havana, Katie Miller. All right, Katie Miller? I don't know where you're from, Katie Miller. Okay. But Little Havana is the home. Little Havana is a microcosm of Ellis Island a hundred-plus years ago. You stupid, ignorant bitch. I am furious at you. You represent our country, and you belittle a community as rich in tradition as it is poor with its constituents. It's one of the poorest communities in all of America, and yet we do more with less. Your your education secretary, Betsy DeVos, is an advocate of a school that sits in Little Havana that is setting trends all over the country, you ignorant fool. I haven't even touched on the fact that I think you're a racist, too. I think you're just a prejudiced pig in a position of authority and you have no business being in that position of authority, Katie Miller. You don't talk down to the people who put you where you are, Katie Miller. The person you represent was voted in along with the president, whether this country likes it or not. You serve the people, not your own conscience, not your own opinions, Katie Miller. Read a book before you say something stupid, Katie Miller. Mm. You obnoxious twit. Who the hell do you think you are?
0: love when you use the word twit.
1: Assimilate? So let me guess. So people in New York's Little Italy, do they need to assimilate? Well, what about Chinatowns all over America, Katie Miller? What the hell are you saying, Katie Miller? Please freaking tell me what you're saying. You ignorant fool. What are you saying? Do you understand what you're implying? You ought to resign. You ought to resign. You're a fool. You're a fool. If that's your example of communicating, shut up. Say nothing else. Why even talk if you're such an idiot? And let me tell you, I'm not one about just launching insults at people. My tweet wasn't an insult. But my radio show, I tell her, what the hell I got to tell her? Because this studio is in Little Havana. Rich in tradition. Do you know that a 1,000 yards from here, what stood here, is the most storied sports stadium and complex, perhaps in the history of this country, aside from maybe Yankee Stadium, You ignorant idiot. Did you know that the Orange Bowl was in Little Havana? Did you know that that stadium hosted how many Super Bowls and how many national championships? And every year the Orange Bowl, are you kidding? Are you that stupid? Yes. Are you that dumb? Yes. You know what? Wait a minute. I'm going to talk your language, you Republican, because that's what you are, right? So the God of us Republicans is Ronald Reagan. Guess where Ronald Reagan came when he visited during his pregnancy? Guess the first place he wanted to go? It's called La Esquina de Tejas. It doesn't even exist anymore. On the corner of Flagler and 12th, in La Pequeña Havana. By the way, I know COVID stopped the big parties, but the largest street party in this country and the second largest in the world behind, you guessed it, Mardi Gras, because Mardi Gras, they add up all the numbers from around the world. But even Mardi Gras in New Orleans, not as attended nope. as Calle Ocho. You know where Calle Ocho is? Katie Miller? It's not on Main Street, USA. Okay, honey? All right? And it's not in anywhere, USA. It's in Little Havana, hon. When you get on A Street and you come in past 27th Avenue, there's a sign, Welcome to Little Havana. And that's the street that houses this party. It's cool to be Hispanic. Let me have a arroz con pollo. <laughs> I have other words I can't use because I've I've made the rules to not say Akfe on the air. But you're a stupid. It, you you're it. a stupid, stupid Ukfe. You pissed me off beyond belief. You're entitled to any opinion you have, but I'm only going to match the vitriol that it comes from comes with. So if you have an opinion that's mild-mannered, I'll answer you in a mild-mannered way. (sighs) But when you do this, you stinking racist pig, you may be overqualified for the position, but you're underqualified as a human being to even understand the dynamic of what this country was built on. Do you realize it's not even about Little Havana? It's about Little Havanas in every community, not just Little Havana. But the Greek communities, the Jewish communities, the Chinatowns, the Little Italys.
0: New York's not the only place that has a Little Italy.
1: Assimilate?
0: Boston has a Little Italy.
1: Assimilate? Do you realize why they call it a melting pot, Katie Miller? What the hell is wrong with you? Dude, I have... if, you, if your job is to communicate and you ought to just shut up because you stick your foot in your mouth every time you say something, maybe you should find a different career. You need to resign, Katie Miller. You need to go. You need to go. You need to go bye-bye. Bye-bye. And anybody that is a Trump-Pence supporter, and I respect your position, but don't tell me you're a Trump-Pence supporter, and you're a first-generation Hispanic-American, or better yet, a first-generation Cuban-American, and hear this this wealthy wench say what she said. The daughter of privilege, because she's sitting in some house that's painted white. No, mamita, I just painted my, no, I'm sorry, my wife just painted my house white. Stick it in your ear, Katie Miller. You could be degreed up to the nines. You're a moron.
0: So Amanda's telling me the state senator, um, I guess he represents parts of Little Havana, has invited her to come have a meal in Little Havana so she can educate herself. Who
1: is this? Is that... Um,
0: Jose Javier Rodriguez. Javier
1: Rodriguez. Get in touch with Jose Rodriguez. I want her to come visit Slam Radio. I'm furious at her. She needs to come here. Because you want to talk about special, you can take her to Versailles, go take her with a, with a mask outside, walk her through the neighborhoods. Show her Miami High, one of the oldest high schools in the Southeast that has built legendary people for decades. Oh, you're a fool, Katie. You're a fool. The politician has to handle you the right way so you can save a little face and then you have an avenue, you have a pathway to say, I'm so sorry, I had no idea. So if you're so sorry, because you are sorry, and you had no idea because you're clueless and you're ignorant and you're a fool, then maybe you should be less sorry, more informed, before you open your big stinking mouth. Lengua de trapo. Coño. Oh, that's right. You don't speak Spanish. Lengua de trapo. You know what a trapo is?
0: A rag. A
1: rag. So it's calling you a rag mouth for opening your stinking duff to say what you said. And since you and the administration is so into our freedoms of speech, right? Because your president is so prevalent on Twitter and we all have to exercise our rights, not just to bear arms, but to bear the arms that are our voices to speak up, I will tell you, you have nothing else to say until you come visit Little Havana. You have nothing else to do until you come to slam and you come to Slam Radio, and you see for yourself. All we do in Little Havana is we do firsts and bests. So, uh, Katie, I'm gonna leave you with this. If you really don't know, if you have no idea whatsoever what lives in Little Havana, and you have no clue, and instead of inviting you to come here, before you come here and continue to stick your foot in your mouth, go ask somebody. Go ask somebody. Like the song says, if you don't know, you better ask somebody. But listen, if your job is communications, read, research, learn, and then speak. It's funny, because that little Havana you brought up, I teach high school students every day to read, research, learn before they open their mouth. And it's amazing. Two years of this radio station and not one teenager has stuck their foot in the mouth in their mouth more than a lady who is degreed to the nines and set up to be a voice because that's what she does. She's an expert. She's a pro. No, she's not. She's an ignorant fool. I'll wait, but I won't hold my breath for the day that she comes through the doors here at Slam Radio to see because if you don't know, Katie, you better ask somebody.
3: Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145.
1: Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. Put it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's
0: official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it, Dolly.
3: Go! We're taking off. Welcome aboard. Now, back to what's-his-face. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo. On SiriusXM 145.
1: M's music has inspired me in different areas, strangely enough. But his rhymes are sordid and dark, especially earlier in his career. That song is is dark. And I talked about in the last segment how the uh, Naya Rivera disappearance is strange. And I went down the list of people who had disappeared. Uh, Nothing to me is stranger than a woman who, rumor has it, was an Eminem fan. Her final tweet. 2 days ago by the way was her kissing her son just the two of us now it might not mean anything because you have a just the two of us we can make it if we try just the two of us
3: just the you two and i well you have to, you forgot
1: the Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go.
3: You and I. There you
1: go. Okay, it's not that song. I have no shame. I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me. Dude, ever since I shaved my head, nothing embarrasses me. Is
0: it the Dr. Evil version of it? I don't know what the hell that is. You didn't watch Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me? No, I didn't
1: watch that. How could you not watch that movie? Are you kidding me, amigo? I was busy working. I wasn't a kid when that came out. How
0: could you not? I wasn't a kid when that movie came out. I was in high school. You are a kid. Can't believe you didn't watch that movie, bro. Prime of Mike Myers. And I'm not talking about the guy that comes out on Halloween.
1: What's weird about... What's weird about that song and that uh, and that correlation is that verse we played on the air because that you know, splashing in the water just very odd, very peculiar. Our next guest, I don't know if our next guest is ready. Our next guest is not ready, is it? No, so our next guest is gonna have to wait. I think our next guest is gonna be Nick Hamilton at ten twenty. Did a little
0: research on Nick yet, Frank? Yeah, I saw.
1: So you saw his post, right? I saw, I saw his post. What'd you think? Edgy. Edgy in what sense?
0: I'm going to be cringing the entire interview.
1: Data coming from the Institute of Diversity and Ethics in Sports. In the media. This is not not telling you there's a low number of a certain ethnicity. This is number of whites in the media. Sports editors, 85% white. Sports reporters, 82% white. Sports columnists, 80% white. So He's in that line. So that's why he brings it up. What have I forever said, Frank? And I've become a little more vocal about it now that I'm finally out of the woods. Why were you and I having trouble breaking in? Oh, I broke in, I won a contest. After that, boy, I had to kiss a lot of ass and sell a lot of advertising just to stay on the air. When other people have kept their career and don't even know what it is to sell a a radio ad. And I am not into the game. I'm better than that guy. We're all pretty good. We all know what we're talking about. We all have different styles. Some styles are liked more than others. Some people are nice. Some people are assholes.
0: I was just always shoot off. Yeah, right, kid. But in theory, for
1: many, many years...
0: Because I'm brown, isn't it?
1: Many years, there were no brown people on local radio in Miami. Miami is a a diverse city, as you heard in my last segment about Little Havana. But Miami-Dade County and Broward County combined log in numbers that are alarming when it comes to Hispanics. Seven out of every ten people in Miami-Dade and Broward County are Hispanic. I want you to let that sit there and marinate. The norm in this region is to be Hispanic. So Radio 101 is you mirror your market.
0: Common sense, but you know, common sense isn't always so common.
1: One one Hispanic host on sports radio back in the day for years. It went on until recently. I can't keep up with it anymore because I don't listen to local radio. I'm on a national level where there was a lot more diversity in SiriusXM with their hosts. There's a lot of diversity. Look, my three right. best friends in that building in New York are Karen Hunter, David Webb, and Sway. Any questions?
0: Any questions? The best friends with Sway?
1: Well, my three best friends in that building, aside from the execs. Oh, okay. I didn't say they're my best friends. Our best friends in that building, outside of Rory and Dave Gorab, and guys like, you know, like Doug Mortman. And, and
0: You know how I feel about Sway.
1: You love him, don't you?
0: Yeah. I mean, remember, I was a kid when he was on MTV being one of the VJs. And then it was the did the whole MTV news and all that stuff. So to so you, it's iconic.
1: He's more iconic to you than he is
0: to me. Absolutely. I love him. So I, I
1: love his out when, style. So I geeked
0: down when he joined us on stage at Super Bowl Radio well, Road. Was
1: that a moment or what? Come on. Let me get on here, bro. I got That's a few minutes. Picture.
0: That's my Twitter picture. Me talking with Sway. That's
1: unreal. So there's diversity on the SiriusXM platform. I don't know what I'm talking about. Local radio tends to have a problem with brown and black people. And I can even say in this market, for some crazy reason, there were more black hosts than there even were Hispanic hosts. Ooh, I was troubled for years about that. So I can't wait to get Nick Hamilton on because I want to hear his take. I'm going to do less talking. I will tell him how I feel. But he says, I've been saying this for years, how black media doesn't get the respect it deserves. The hard work, dedication, and hours of time invested into telling stories. Sports franchises, entertainment companies, publicists need to understand and respect the importance of black media. He's 100% right. And especially during these times, whether you like it, whether you agree or not, there's a base, a contingent base of people in this country that feel disconnected from the status quo. Those were the broad, those were the, the the protests and the things that we've seen those are the changing of times that we're experiencing aside from a virus and we're not even talking about the fact that so many get disillusioned and end up just changing careers so the number of 82 to 85 percent that I rattled off in theory, Its attrition is responsible to the very racism that exists in the media. It's sad. We tell stories to an audience that middle America can't speak to. This is what Nick Hamilton says. He's right. He's right. Whether you like it or not, Trey Wingo may not be what somebody in the hood wants to hear when it comes to sports. Yeah, I wouldn't think so people go and rail on Jamel Hill on Twitter. I'm not a huge fan of her but I don't rail on she said a couple of dumb things I've gotten angry at her about but railing on her personally is so inappropriate she has a voice and she's using it too because you don't agree with it all of a sudden it's wrong I can't wait to talk to Nick Hamilton. It's like I'm going out on a date or something and slid in the DM. I wouldn't know how that works. That's what you guys say, you youngsters. Bro, I saw his post. I, mean, he said, you need I said, you need to come on my morning show. Absolutely, Larry. What time? So he'll be on in the other segment. As I'm on just a few minutes. We'll get him on. Going crazy, right?
0: I don't think you're going crazy. Think it makes well, sense. 100 sense.
1: <sighs> All right, so we're gonna have him at 10:20, um, and I can't wait to have that conversation. Jonathan, have we been able to arrange that yet?
0: I don't. I didn't get his phone number yesterday. He got mine, so he hasn't texted me or anything. Um, regarding an inter um, a link or anything like that, so
1: oh gosh, you mean I have? Did you did he have your number?
0: I wrote it yesterday on the chat. Remember, and I said That's it right. out loud.
1: Okay, there you go. That's right, you did. So we're waiting on that. What we'll do is we'll we'll curtail to a very early break, and when we come back, that'll have us good and ready for Nick Hamilton. You're worried about this, aren't you? A little bit, especially since I'm on a roll today. Yeah. You know, I'm going to tell him about the Little Havana comment,
0: right? Since I have a second and a half, what did you think about the mural that was painted in front of the Trump Tower yesterday in New York City?
1: I didn't get to see it. I only heard about it happening. And anything like that is a troll. Some are more delicious than others. Particularly yesterday, how it represented the life (laughs) of Trump based on the Supreme Court's decision. Yes, the Supreme Court came to the decision.
0: It all tied in.
1: So if you're talking about, a, put it in sports vernacular, a 7-2 to baseball game is a game that one team was more dominant than the other. Very obviously. A 7-2 baseball game entails some dude that goes 3-4, for four, drives in three runs. A pitcher that goes seven or eight innings, allowing one run and a few hits. 7-2 final. That is a complete victory on all levels. Think about it. Pretty much a blowout. You said I'll it's not I a blowout. I don't
0: think it's a blowout. It's a 7 2 win. in baseball. It's very convincing. It's a convincing win. There was no, whoa, we had a chance in the fifth inning. You lose 7 I 2, you got seven, your one, ass whooped. 7 1 is a blowout. You that got your ass whopped. Only because you can get lucky and score a run, but now you score a couple more, a couple runs. It's not necessarily lucky anymore. It's only a five run deficit. Trump
1: went into a baseball game that he ends up losing 7 to 2 yesterday. And that's a Supreme Court vote on whether or not he can be subpoenaed. And charged criminally, for that matter. And they voted against him, so he can be subpoenaed. And the two Supreme Court justices that he got sworn in, that he insisted on getting sworn in so that the the, the Supreme Court would lean a different way, both voted against him. That's interesting. Interesting stuff. So yes, to answer your question, yes, based on the day that yesterday was for Donald Trump, a.k.a. DJT, DJ um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the next few months can do to help us get back to normalcy. But seriously, guys, we talk about normalcy and there's a few things going on in the world. that like good, bad, or indifferent, I'm not sure the world will ever be the same. Earth axis shifting moments, 9-11, COVID. Big deal, big, big deal. On the other side, we'll talk to Nick Hamilton, in case you're not 100% sure who Nick is. Nick does work on the other side. TGN Sports hosts a a Lakers podcast, um, works with iHeartRadio, president of Nightfall Media. The guy is around the business and very, very well-known, might I add. Can't wait to talk to him on the other side. You're listening. SiriusXM145. Of course, Good Morning Amigo on Slam Radio. We'll be back.
0: What's up? This is Grok and you're listening to Slam Radio. How oh, I love sports. Sports, sports.
3: You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145.
1: good to look over and see this person running the board. Takes me back to where I'm supposed to be. That's the way it ought to be. It's good to have Brianna on the wheels of steel here. Our next guest, quietly been following him for some time. Uh, Very, very uh, informative young man. Um... But more importantly, I love someone that can speak their mind, say what they got to say, surround their mind set with facts, and then leave for you to judge. It harms and offends no one, but it lets the truth be known the way it ought to be known, the way a true journalist would let it be known, the only way it needs to be known, which is the right way, because that's at the end of the day, all you want is the truth. This next guy is a seeker of truth. He's also the president of Nightfall Media. Does some work in the business, including a Lakers podcast and more. Uh, I got to tell you, he is uh, hes impressive, and I'm glad that he's joining us on the show. Nick Hamilton joins us here on Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. What's up, Nick? Hey,
4: what's up, man? How
1: you doing? I'm all right, man. I know it's a little early in your neck of the woods, so I appreciate you waking up for your amigo over here. i uh, um, First and foremost, I hope you are doing well and are staying safe. I do follow you, and I have noticed that you indeed are pretty much doing well and being safe and and doing what you do best, man, is talking to the world.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. First and foremost, thank you for having me on, man. I greatly appreciate it. Um, Yeah, just just trying to stay out the way, man.
1: I'm going to go straight. I'm going to cut right to the chase. You put up a tweet. Uh, Gosh, this was two or three days ago you put it up. And it's percentage in the media of sports editors that are white, sports reporters that are white, sports columnists that were right. And it came from the Institute of Diversity and Ethics in Sports. This is what I love about you. Your Instagram post was simply the facts. You gave your source. Then in your comments, you did what you had to do, which was say and speak your mind, which I couldn't agree with you more. I could not agree with you more. And we live it in radio as well. I wanted to get your thoughts behind why Uh, its motivation. I know what its motivation is because you are a seeker of truth. But more importantly, just your thoughts and your feelings on it.
4: Well, you know, as we i have been in this business for approximately 10 years now, and just over the course of time, watching, um, observing certain things, uh, observing how uh, members of the media treat one another, um, matter what race or gender um, or or sexual orientation. And, you know, just being a a black man in media, being a black person in media, um, you witness a lot of different different philosophies. You witness a lot of different uh, ways of how we are treated as black media, especially black-owned media uh, outlets that don't get the same access sometimes, don't aren't allowed the same opportunities, even though we work and we earn those opportunities that we get, we're not afforded some of those opportunities as the larger media or those who are non-black or non-person of color uh, will be afforded. And so when I saw those statistics, you know, it, it stuck out to me and I said, wow, you know, I'm not, I'm not off. I'm not crazy as it were <laughs> when it comes to noticing what I've been noticing. And I'm glad that those statistics were available, and I think a lot of people don't get an opportunity to see those statistics. We hear about it, but we don't necessarily see it. Um, so I wanted to post that because I felt like, hey, look, we are in an incredible uh, time and space where we are going through a lot of different things in our country, uh, dealing with COVID-19 being one, dealing with uh, you know racial and, uh, oppression and, and uh, injustice and things of that nature um and so in the media world is it's still segregated to a degree i mean we have i mean I know a lot of people may be listening to this and saying what do you mean it's segregated we have this person uh on tv we have that person on tv right and we absolutely do but at the same time how many of these people own black owned media outlets or latino owned media outlets that have a voice because as i stated and even in, in as you mentioned uh, you know, Instagram posts or tweets before, there, we have a voice that is powerful. And there is a voice that middle America does not always speak to, that, that black media uh, can speak to. And we all have audiences, uh, whether that be you, you being in, in a major market like Los Angeles or New York or Chicago, or maybe you're in, in a lower tier market, we all have a voice. And we have to start making sure that if you're talking about, uh, I noticed during the after, unfortunately, after the George Floyd uh, uh, murder, that we all uh, witnessed, um, there were a lot of sports franchises, there were a lot of entertainment companies coming out with statements, coming out with PSAs about how they want to help eradicate uh, racism and, and, and racial inequality and, and oppression and things of that nature. And my philosophy was simple: uh, for a lot of these sports teams, a lot of these entertainment companies. Okay, you want to start to, to make moves towards that, to, to try to balance out the scales as it were? Then what you need to do is start allowing legit black-owned media outlets and Latino-owned media outlets to start covering your teams, to start covering your games, to start having access so we can get the content as the bigger outlets get so that we can continue to grow our media outlets and grow our audiences because one thing that we all have in common whether it's an ESPN, whether it's a Sirius XM radio, whether it's a Fox Sports or a Yahoo or whoever, we all have to start at ground zero and work our way up to the top. And that's all we're asking is the fact that we have earned and deserve the right to have these opportunities afforded to us so that we can continue to work, so we can continue to elevate our platforms. And that's why I was so happy to have those statistics out because it's saying, look, we're still not as diverse as people try to portray we are because we still have a, a long way to go. There have been some, some steps of progress, but we have many miles to go before we sleep.
1: Nick Hamilton joining us here on Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My question to you is, are there some sports that are a little more, a little better and a little more understanding? If I had to guess on a hunch, I hate making assumptions, but based on my personal mm-hmm. experience, m- I find the NBA to be much nicer about credentialing, even when I'm an independent source and not attributed to a major network. Uh, They're really good about getting me in the door. The other sports, not so much. Are you finding the same thing or are they equally missing the the boat here?
4: Um, You know what? I think the NBA has grown, but at the same time, it's about where you are. I think certain cities, I have other friends and colleagues that are covering the NBA in various cities and some cities are a little bit more, you know, some teams are a little bit more open than others, a little bit more willing uh, to, to be accommodating than others. Uh, but over the course, over the, the, the entire landscape, I think the NBA, um, when it comes to credentialing, I think they have uh, been, been open, but I think they need to be more open on the national level, um, not just so much the local level. Uh, but when you look at the NHL, when you look at the, the NFL, when you look at Major League Baseball, for example, I've, covered, I've been able to cover the Los Angeles Kings for the past five seasons or so, and I've only noticed myself and another uh, black media member um, that has covered the team. The rest are white. Uh, I believe there was maybe a couple of Latino uh, reporters there. But outside of it's majority white. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, you don't think black people like hockey? You don't think there's there's a black voice that wants to, you know, be exposed to the game and understand the game from a from a perspective that we can tell it, uh, the stories that we bring. Same thing with the National Football League. Same thing with Major League Baseball. Um, and it's I understand it's a numbers game, but at the same time, numbers aren't always everything. It's about the content. It's about the stories that we can tell. It's about the, the the camaraderie that we bring with these players, with some of these coaches that we can bring stories to the forefront um you know, it's interesting, uh, and I talk about the WNBA, I think they've been the most accommodating um, to black and Latino. And media. Shame on me to not uh, include
1: them in, in the list of sports. I shame on me no, no, for I
4: not mean, doing that. No, I mean, that's fine. I mean, that, you know, it, 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 like I said, the WNBA, and, and it's amazing how what we witnessed, with, for example, with Maya Moore and the great work that she's done, uh, helping a man be freed who was wrongfully convicted.
1: What an amazing story. Though, yeah,
4: she, she got her her national fame for a moment. She's still not respected in a way that we talk about a Colin Kaepernick or that we talk about a, a LeBron James or Kyrie Irving, for that matter. Um, but Maya Moore has always been like that. But people that don't follow her or don't pay attention, that's the problem. But we in our media circuits have been following this young lady. We, you know, I've had the pleasure of speaking to Maya on several occasions when she was a member of the Minnesota Lynx. Um, so you, you, in order for us to continue to tell these stories and present these people out here, we have to have access no matter what the sport is, college football, college basketball. Um, we have to have the opportunities to do that. And when you have, especially in the entertainment sector, you can't bunch us up on the red carpet. And then we get passed up because we're near the end of the carpet or we're in a position where we can't have access to to these these stars, whether it be black or white. I mean, if you if you remember, there was a, a situation on the red carpet where it was these two uh, members of the media who happened to be black, and they stuck them in a position where they couldn't hardly get a lot of people, and people were walking by them. And Holly Berry was the one that went back and said, no, 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 this is black media. where I have to talk to them. Because... A lot of these athletes and entertainers who happen to be black or Latino have to understand before you made it to the mainstream, we are the ones that told your story. We are the ones that held you in high regard. We are the ones that you run to when you get into a crisis because the mainstream media is not going to deal with you the same that we're going to deal with you. We're going to try we're not here to destroy you we're going to uplift you and tell your story and be and be as balanced it, as possible to do that
1: that's an interesting position you have, Nick, because it does start through local media like big stories start on a local level and a lot of times on a local sure. level, you have more of that community type of interaction. you mentioned the black voice we're talking to Nick Hamilton here on Good morning Amigo. you mentioned the black voice. I really hope America. Gosh, this is going to sound silly because I, my hope is wrong. I'm sure of this, but I hope I hope America's not afraid of the black voice because it seems as if, listen, you hit it head on when you say we should be in there reporting to a market. Of people that want to listen to it that way, like there's nothing wrong with that. The same way, I know that my grandfather used to listen a lot to Sarveo de Valle because he was Spanish and he related to him. And and I believe that the media should be as diverse as the very country we live in. But I hope that it has nothing to do with a strong voice and a strong presence. I I see one of your one of your posts. I love this post. And you say, Maverick Carter doesn't get enough props for being the connector and the intelligent businessman he is. Respect out to Maverick, LeBron James, Rich Paul, Randy Mims, all architects of creating opportunities for many others. You, What a truth, what an amazing thing to say. That gets undervalued, that gets underreported, and that gets underappreciated because... is why, and I'm sorry if it sounds incorrect, but this is exactly why black media outlets need to have exactly the same type of access as anyone else. And I'm not asking a question, I'm now speaking my mind, and I believe that others need to do the same. Are you finding that people are being illuminated by some of the things you bring? Because you bring it in such a subtle way that it doesn't, there's no fight about what you're saying. You're like, guys... You're that guy in the room that goes, guys, have you guys ever thought of this? Where you say it a little quieter than everybody else who's yelling, but then everybody gets quiet because what you said made more sense than everybody else who yelled. You see what I'm saying? Are you finding that your voice is actually penetrating and making people realize and making them aware that something's wrong?
4: I definitely hope so. Not just my voice, but other other media members that echo the same sentiments. I think, um, you know... I believe in diversity. I believe that we all have a voice, no matter what color or, again, orientation or, or, or you know, background you come from. Uh, but I think that we have to continue to push our voice forward. And I use the Maverick Carter uh, instance as an example to say, look, yeah, we all focused on LeBron James. And as great as LeBron James is as an athlete, um, the things that he has accomplished in his career, Certain uh, you know subject matters that he has spoken on that, is, uh, that have raised awareness um, in our communities and communities across the country. I think you have to go back and understand um, where that also where he you know where he gets that from, or you know what the, the people that are with him, and that's Maverick Carter. Um, how important Maverick Carter is, um, just as a businessman and the respect that I don't believe he fully truly gets. Uh, You know, as a connector, as a business person, as an intellect, um, as it were, as far as being able to come up with these ideas and then making these ideas come to fruition, Um, along with uh, Rich Paul, who has done remarkable things um, as a black man in in, in the industry um, that that, that they said he couldn't he wasn't able to do people that didn't believe in him at first. But he believed in himself, along obviously with LeBron and, you know, the the, the individuals that I've mentioned. Um, and you see he's basically, you know, he's taking over the sports world when it comes to the agency side. Mm-hmm. Um, which is remarkable. Um, when you look at, you know, how much, you know, that LeBron and and, and Matt Ricardo have raised a hundred million dollars for a media company. Um, that's remarkable. That's not an easy thing to do. I don't care who you are. Um, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, you look at the, the, the people before that, when you look at the Magic Johnson of the world and what Magic Johnson has done. In, in black American raise awareness to, to middle America about, hey, we are important. We do want the, 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 the greater things in life. We do want access to capital. We do uh, want certain uh, things afforded to us uh, that, are, that are of value. Um, so, you know, those things are inspiring to somebody like me and, and other people like me uh, who, are, who are influenced by those things. And all we want is what we have earned. We want a seat at the table. Uh, we want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to continue to cover teams like the Los Angeles Rams, the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, the Kings, the Lakers, the Clippers, um, you know, the, the Ducks, um, the, the Dodgers and the Angels and so forth and the Sparks. We want to be able to cover those those entities. We want to be on red carpets, you know, and, and the, the biggest concern that I've, t- I've spoken with people and colleagues on uh, you know, hey, this COVID-19, because now what excuse are they going to use to keep us out um, or to condense our, our, our coverage because of COVID-19? And yes, COVID-19 is very serious, no question, but it does not give an excuse on why we are being limited or, dare I say, shut out of certain events because the excuse now will be or the reason now will be, well, because of COVID, we not unable to accommodate you when before it used to be about room or spacing. Now it's a, it's a reason that they're going to use behind COVID and COVID is not, this, this, COVID should not be used as a scapegoat. COVID is real. People have been suffering from it. People have unfortunately been dying from it and it's very real, but at the same token, it should not be used as an excuse to be, um, to limit somebody, because you don't feel their outlet or their presence isn't as important as somebody who works for a national media outlet or whatever. Nick, so uh, Nick, that, that's I, the I, problem that we're facing.
1: I just realized as well, I, we've gone, I had a feeling I could talk to you for like a couple of hours, right? <laughs> um, I've also realized that in all of this, I haven't even told you what we do with Slam Radio, what our mission and what our claim to fame is, and how you actually have a connection with Slam Radio and you don't even know it. Um, Slam wow. Radio is the very first ever national radio station inside of a high school, run by high school students. Um, I've been—I'm a radio professional of 16 years in South Florida. Um, I am now a teacher here at Slam Charter Schools in Miami in Little Havana, might I add, uh, which is the school that Pitbull has stood behind. In a similar fashion that LeBron has done, LeBron stood behind his schools even more so. I so appreciate what LeBron has done uh, with that school. I guess it's in Akron. He's an amazing person. But you have a tie with us because within that record-breaking station that is Slam Radio that we have here, that we love our station, uh, despite the fact that we have also been featured on Good Morning America, because of being a first everything. And what we do here is we empower our youth in Little Havana. The same Little Havana that uh, the VP's communication secretary felt needed to assimilate. In a very racist comment about Little Havana. And, and the residents of Little Havana are a little up in arms about it, right? But in that Little Havana is where this studio resides. Where this amazing school resides. Uh, and also the first ever, which coming on in 20 minutes here on Slam Radio. The youth. First ever, uh, what is it called? A weekday national radio show. It is completely hosted, produced, edited, controlled 100% by our high school students. And the course that taught them to do this was taught by myself, a gentleman named Alex Donnell and your friend and someone you just interviewed a couple of days ago, Kelsey Nicole Nelson.
4: Yeah, that's amazing. First of all, man, let me say this before you go any further if I may, you know, credit and, and, and kudos and props to you and that entire organization because I think that is phenomenal. I think we need more of those across the country. I think young people have an incredible mind. They're innovative. They're creative. Um, they have a voice as well. Um, and I think in order for us, we, we talk about we want a better future. Well, we better start now because this, this is the future that we're going to be living in. Um, in, in years and decades to come, so I, I, I have a, a tremendous amount of respect for you, Thank you and, and the organization that you are representing the high school. I, I think that's phenomenal, man. I think again, more more of these types of programs need to happen, have to happen um, to, to help you know move our country forward.
1: And, and, and what's great about it, Nick, I, I can tell you. My own, we'll share, I'm going to have a conversation with you offline and share my struggles in this industry and in this market uh, that is 70% Hispanic and being fully, bilingual. when I say fully bilingual, I write, read, speak perfectly English and Spanish. I'm the only radio host in South Florida to have hosted morning and afternoon drive on local radio in English and Spanish. The only one. No one wow. has done that. Not even Dan Levitard's done that. Uh, and yet, I couldn't find a job. I was persona non grata. Uh, someone like Pitbull who knew me, knew of my work, used to come on my show, and, and a few of our friends here at Slam Foundation who knew of my works, uh, like I say, picked me up off the ground, dusted me off, and said, you are our choice, not because we need you, because we know you're the best to do this job. And I have really put my entire uh, life, as far as a career, i put it all on the line for these kids, because I believe they are Underspoken, They are underserved. Mm-hmm. And that's why some of the things that in recent weeks I've seen your Instagram. I'm like, this dude, I got to get him on. I got This guy's amazing. And when you're in Miami, I want you to come visit. I really want Absolutely. you to come visit. You, you are so in tune with what we do at Slam Radio that I, I want you somehow to be involved a little more. Even if it's from across the country, but indirectly involved. We do... Like we have, regular, we have a good mix of student programming and adult programming with pros that do shows on our station. And yet, if you think about it, why would you have pros if it's a student station? Ah, because the students are the producers of those shows. So some facets, oh. they're on the air. Some assets they're dealing with radio pros of 20 years. This is a show that we're launching next week. 68 years of experience between the three hosts in journalism. And a 15-year-old is their executive producer. That would never happen in any radio station in America. That's what we do here at Slam Radio. And I'm so proud of what we've built, Frank and myself. I am the, uh, what do they call it, the big cheese. Frank's my technical or executive producer of the station. And we are a tag team. I mentored him eight years ago. He wasn't getting a chance in the business and we got them through the doors and now we're doing national stuff with Sirius XM. Sirius XM, we we produced the entire broadcast Pitbull did for Globalization's five year anniversary. That was the number one town hall in all of Sirius platform during this pandemic. We hosted it right here in this studio and controlled 100% by myself and Frank, which is 90% Frank and 10% me. Because uh, he's our executive producer and our technical director. Uh, had there been kids in school, they would have been running the entire thing with us because they're capable. They run boards, they do their own stuff it's it's you watch from afar and you're amazed at how what you can get accomplished when you emp- empower people who want to be empowered and they want to do things. And that's what we do here at Slam Radio. I, I said, man, I'm interviewing him and he doesn't know what we do. He just thinks it's just a serious XM radio station. I wanted you to know that it was just a little more than that. And uh, and we appreciate you coming on our airwaves. You're welcome to come on anytime, whether it's during my show, uh, whether you feel like you need a national platform, which I don't think you do because you're a pretty big name. But if you ever wanted to do any sort of podcast, Mi Casa Tu Casa, like you send it to me, I'll put it on this platform immediately because you have a lot to teach. I'll give you an example. Do you remember the young lady who made the one-handed grab on a viral video against her brother, who's a college football player. She's a former WNBA player and plays overseas, Lauren Goodwin. Remember that video? Yeah, yeah, Lauren, I remember. Lauren Goodwin show. We announced it yesterday on SiriusXM's XM's 145 wow. Slam Radio. I picked her up. I said, you can do this. You can empower girls and ladies all over America to see, and if you can moss your brother who plays football, uh, it, there's nothing wrong with being a girl, man. And you, she is such a positive and, and and a wonderful young lady with such a voice um i i went for it I, i'm the one producing her show that's how bad i wanted her uh to be on these airwaves so that, that just gives you an example of what we're trying to do modern day robin hood's on radio i guess but we do what we do and now, i i appreciate you coming on with us nick you are welcome to come on anytime brother
4: hey man thank you for having me thank you for, thank you all for what you do and let me say this real quick before i get off your airwaves um this is a, a situation where we all have to work together, whether you're white, black, Latino, Asian, yep. you know, gay, lesbian, straight, mm-hmm. whatever you are. I think this is a collective effort. And I think, again, there have been so many people, not just in my community, you know, I mean the black community, but there have been people outside of my community that have helped me along the way that have been white, that have been Latino, that have been Asian, that have been women, men, um, whomever, that have helped me along the way to help me get to this point. Uh, so I want to make that abundantly clear. This is not a slam on any particular way. This is not. Again, I've learned in my course of time and just growing up, they're good and bad in every race. There's good and bad in different people. Um, and you have to take the good uh, people that, that, that believe in you, that, that look out for you, um, that are willing to help you along the way, no matter what they may look like, um, and, and, and utilize that opportunity. And that's what I've been fortunate enough to do people like yourself that have given me a platform to speak on and many, many others, uh, people from, you know, Rob Parker's of the world, the the Fred Rogan's of the world. Um,
1: you know, by the, by the way, Kelsey's the next. World that you
4: haven't hear about.
1: Kelsey's next. Kelsey's supposed to. I, mean, I just haven't been able to synergize with her. But uh, but Kelsey's gonna give me a podcast. We're gonna put her on the air too because she's an amazing voice oh, and, a, and a pro. I mean, Yo, these are the things that I want to do. No, this is and it's an idea that came to us because well, we're virtually teaching. Like kids aren't in the studio. Like, we've been five months without kids in the studio. How do you run right. a student radio station? You have students to run the radio station. So we had to get creative. And and some of the creativity involves our students on their free time in the summer putting time aside to produce these shows. That's how amazing the impact this station has had. You and I need to talk offline for sure. You you are one of the best interviews I've had in two years on this station. I can tell you that without Thank even hiccuping. Uh, you are amazing, <laughs> and I think that we need to talk some more. you uh, If you want to be heard on these airwaves, they're yours, man. Seriously, you are, i frankly. Frank's the one that pressed the applause. He's got a big Great thumbs light. up. You are amazing. I couldn't even get to everything I wanted to, which means we got to have more of these conversations. Nick Hamilton, ladies and gentlemen. He's a new amigo of the Good Morning Amigo Show, but hes an, I think he's a new family member already. I think we've already, we already got a cousin. Another cousin, Frank. Another cousin in the Slam Radio <laughs> family. You're amazing, Nick. I appreciate your time, man. I really do.
4: My pleasure. Thank you so much again for having me on. Um yeah, let's definitely talk for real. I'm not just saying because we're on the air, but I mean that. Let's definitely talk. Let's see what we can try to uh work out and whatever I can do to help push the, the, the uh the agenda along. I'm all for it, man. So thank you again, Larry. I pre- I really appreciate it.
1: It's my pleasure and I'll be calling you a lot sooner than later. I might be texting you a little later actually. This was one all hell right. of a one hell of an interview. Um I knew it was gonna be good. I didn't think it was gonna be that good. So this this was good. This guy lived in Miami, Frank. He'd be my co-host, flat out. I told him, uh, "Come into the studio five days so a week. i pay you." <laughs> it's pretty really amazing, man. Take care, Nick. I appreciate you, man.
4: Thank you. You guys have a great rest of your day.
1: You too, man. Nick Hamilton joining us. You can follow him on Instagram, Nick at Nick Hamilton LA. Uh, I've rarely been so impressed with an interview. I had high expectations, and I'm still swooped off. That's like the salesman that has a high quota for a month of sales and he still blows it, like 180% of gold, even though his goal was
0: higher than everybody else's.
1: I had high expectations for this Nick Hamilton interview.
0: He was great. It's phenomenal.
1: And uh, and it was... Wow. All right, so I have, I've been full of surprises this week. Have I not?
0: Uh, you indeed have. I got another one. Well, I have it set up for you already. in this. I
1: saw that. You're a good man for doing that. Our next guest is a young man. When he woke up Monday morning, I don't think when he woke up Monday morning, um, he was (laughs) ever going to imagine that the week would end the way it's ended. Um, Jonathan Correa is a young man who's always had a wonderful voice. He's always had something to say. He's always been a little funnier than his friends. He's always been a little smarter than his friends. Uh, A little wittier than his friends. And whatever he tries to do for some reason, he always seems to do it very well. If you play him in basketball, he'll probably beat you. Right? Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm mixing. Guy can DJ like nobody's business. But uh, he's not really a DJ. You go with your friends. You walk into a place to sit down and eat. And when you look, Jonathan's serving you. And he's probably one of the best servers I've ever been served by. So you're like, well, how many things does this guy do? Well, there's more. <laughs> John Correa does a podcast. Jay, Rogers is his name. I, I'm bad at names. I get old.
2: Raul. Raul,
1: yeah. Roger.
2: I like Roger. <laughs>
1: I'm, that's your new Roger I, This is how I name people on radio. You know that I get their names wrong. Uh, uh, so you're no you longer like Raul. When you up. come on my show, you're Roger. I do this all the time. <laughs> uh, at least I don't call you Samantha, right, Amanda? Um, uh, <laughs> that's an inside joke. You guys are, that's a funny one. So joining us here via Zoom, I'm going to start giving Zoom a little credit when we're joined via Zoom. Got Jonathan Correa and uh, and his sidekick, Raul. You gave me your last name yesterday and I suck at remembering
0: it Nieves.
1: Raul Nieves, Raul which by Nieves. the way, I, I've only known Raul Nieves for like eight years. I don't know his uh, name. I yeah. just know him as Jay's friend. And you're like, well, Jay, you just said his name's Jonathan. Well, I call him Jay. And the reason I call him Jay is since he was six months old, I call him Jay. So I am not a fan of nepotism. So I made sure that this interview was not nepotistic for a reason. Jonathan Correa is my godson. So we kid around that I'm the godfather all the time, right? I mean, on this show, Frank makes fun of me for being the godfather. He plays sound about me being the godfather. We all know it's my favorite movie. Um... But I really did stand godfather to this young man, and and he is like my oldest son, um, which probably made it harder for him to even get an opportunity like this to have a discussion or even get into talking about his podcast on my radio show. Uh, tell us a little bit, Jonathan, about your podcast, your new podcast. I know I've limited you with time, but we're going to go all the way to 59 on this. Quickly, oh, okay. yep. your podcast, what's it about? So we're... Uh we're we're talking about news commentary. Um, we're talking a little bit about pop culture. We're talking a lot about music and local music, trying to get local artists um, exposed on our our podcast as well. Um, we also wanna, we also want to talk about uh, mental health
0: and what the this epidemic and what COVID has put people through and the experiences that we and our friends have gone through in
2: while being in quarantine which by the way y-
1: your friends or the cronies of the show are called so it's interesting because you call them fungi and you're like, no there's yeah. not one fungi. I have like ten fungi, no you don't get it. Instead no, of fun- seeing the singular fungus, you go with the plural fungi and it's a play on words. When I realized yeah. what that was, I said, oh, this guy's kind of ready. He, he, he gets it. He gets it. So, Roger the Rabbit over there, what's his role? My role? Well, <laughs> I help keep everything in order. I help uh,
2: write and produce everything. And we find all the news, all the research. And also,
1: I make sure he looks good.
2: You're the, pro- <laughs> you're the
1: producer. <laughs> he's not just the producer. He's the sidekick. You guys do a great job. I was floored. So here's what happens. I get sent the podcast, and the name of the podcast is Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning. I call it KNR. Oh, absolutely, KNR. But I love the name, and so I go and I listen to a couple minutes, and I stop, and I call Frank. I go, Frank, you need to listen to this. And I tell Frank, these two dudes are bothering me. I don't know who the hell they are. They have a podcast. I think they kind of suck. I want you to listen <laughs> and tell me what you think. I go, really? Don't waste my. time. If they suck, I don't even want to bother. So why did I do this? Because it's my godson, and I don't want anyone thinking that I made it In fact, I made it harder. Amanda, don't I make it harder for you when you have son or daughter attached to a name that uh, represents what you are to me? Always. 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 So par- welcome to the club, bro, because I was being tough on you, and I handed it to Frank. Frank calls me 20, 30 minutes later, because I guess you know, he had heard what he needed to hear. He says, um, bro, okay, so you they're, they're getting started, some little... Dumb issues. They're pretty good, Larry. I said, I'm sorry, what did you say?" He goes, yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. I go, I thought so. I heard it. I thought they were excellent, but I didn't want anyone thinking that I was just being a proud godfather. He goes, what? <laughs> I go, yeah, the, the host, Jonathan, that's my godson. So we sat down and we talked about it. We mashed it up. And uh, that's the part where the drum roll starts.
0: I don't have it ready. Oh, I thought you had it. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Poor guy.
1: He's doing 12 things at once today. He gets... Notice, I'm not even going to rhyme on him problem. about it's it. not a
0: problem. We were talking about how he was getting... Uh, he was looking into um, getting the tramp stamp removed. <laughs> and how he was looking around. <laughs> He's he listening. Around, Can you give him a
1: whistle? Get get the rookie whistle. He gets one already.
0: So it's there it is. Out there. You, you get, you get the show. You you, you, know. under,
1: you understand the show. Ladies and gentlemen... Um. KR is going to live on our airwaves. And we're really excited about, you know, bringing a new show on. Yes, they're new. Doesn't matter. Wednesdays 1 Three. to 2. Did we decide Wednesdays 1 to 2, right, Frank? Oh.
0: I don't know. They, they probably know better than I do. I have like nine different shows. Yeah, we
1: have a lot. lot. That's why I can't keep up with it. Correct, gentlemen? Wednesdays from 1 to 2 right here on Slam Radio. Wednesdays Riders? from 1 to 2, yes, sir. So and think about it. Week. Monday morning, you woke up, you go, my room's a mess. They converted Jonathan converted his bedroom to a studio and has opted to sleep on a futon until he can figure out what it is he wants to do or gets a real studio. That's amazing. Um, When you woke up with a kink neck on Monday, you never thought that. Drum roll, please. Knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning will debut right here on Slam Radio on July 22nd. Wednesday, July 22nd from 1 to 2. There's a symbol. The crowd goes wild. The crowd goes crazy. Westchester again representing good old Slam Radio. Jay, I'm very proud of you for taking this initiative. You could have been just a typical godson and wanted me to walk you through it. I did nothing but find out that you had done three podcasts already.
0: Yeah. And by the time everybody
1: came to me and go, hey, hey, did you see what your godson's doing? Have you talked to him? We already... Had come to an agreement. Congratulations to the both of you. Thank um, you, thank you, thank I, you I know you so your much. mom's really proud of you, Jay. And I haven't had a chance to talk to Fons yet, but I'm sure he's super proud of you. I'm not giving this to you, you're my godson. You've earned this because you guys are really good. And I like, thank you. same way, getting experienced people in the air, I like getting someone who I can nurture and teach. And we're going to get you organized. We're going to teach you the right way, like I teach our students. Who better, right? Who better? No. That's a, that's a no? bull quote when he says, we're when someone excited. thanks him for helping him, for him helping them, he goes, who better to help than you? So who better to help than you guys? Congratulations to the both of you. Thank Get you so. your asses on social media and tell the world, I cannot believe I have a national radio show. Slam Radio, 06 on 145, Wednesdays 1 to 2. It's pretty stupid. Okay. Uh, this is stupid. But then stupid. again, this is why we're here, isn't it? This is exactly yes, why oh, we're yeah. here. Steve must be sleeping, huh? Yeah, Steve fell asleep. That's good. <laughs> Steve <laughs> is Steve Ballmer, and he always chimes in on the show. But I think there he is. That's why we're here today. Yeah. That's okay. We're good. Jay, I'm gonna let you sit there with me as you see me sign off a radio show. I want to thank, gosh, so many people. Stefano Fusaro. I want to thank Nick Hamilton. I thank you, of course, Jonathan and Roger the Rabbit, aka Rahul Mieves. Hey, <laughs> it's
2: sticking.
0: Oh my God. Hey, it's sticking. We I, need T-shirts. We like need merchandise. It. I what like are we it a doing? Lot.
1: They get it, man. That's what's the best part. What they own doing, it. You guys, guys have we conquered something. Some ear- that's bro, what are we doing? We can sell some ears. This, what are we it's, it's unbelievable. They totally get it. I'm so excited. So freaking excited about this, about that, about the future. I'm not going to take it negatively. And I really can't wait till, uh what's her name, Katie Miller? Comes out with an apology. <laughs> Stinking. <sighs> Let me stay quiet. To who? Beautiful. I'm sorry that I went long today. We will not be on the air next week. It'll be replays. I earned a vacation, guys. 52 consecutive weeks of work. Because even the week we were off the air for spring break, we worked. It's time for me to take a few days and sit on the beach and say, "Ukfe it. ha, 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 ha. All right, the time has come. Coming up next, an abridged youth because I went into their time too bad. Nicole hosting today, right? Nicole, youth, close your eyes. I don't want you to see this. (laughs) Shirt off. It's dirty, therefore I go off like a dirty shirt. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. woo (laughs)
0: The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.